Hey guys, this is Jim Fix, a.k.a. Fillmore. For those of you who love QF, a podcast about Howard Stern, and would like to donate some money, there's two ways now you can do it. Uh, You can join our Patreon page, which is listed in the graphic you're seeing now. But also, if you'd rather not do a subscription-based thing, even if it's a buck a month or what have you, uh, you can use our PayPal account, which would be jimfix76 at gmail.com. And you can donate whatever you like, however you like, uh, one of those two ways, and we'd more than appreciate it if you'd like to do so. Thank you very much. How old are you? Right now, 54. And you're going to a psychiatrist four days a week? Three days now. Three days three a week? Days. Yeah. I'm 17, I go one fucking time, I'm the guy that's fucked up? <laughs> what if I strolled in a girl who's into geeky-looking, pelican-fucking odd guy? I cared about you. And, and the, she's got a fetish, she's into pelicans. Bring her in. And, so uh, so you say and that looks like a pelican. Yeah, yeah, you're saying I'm fat. Yeah, the whole segment yeah, is about fat. The whole and segment I look like is a about pelican. this hot chick. Like in an obese, disgusting Fuck guy. Off. You're a fucking asshole. So, why? I met a great girl. Okay, the world is full of great girls. No, she's hot. Yes, she's hot. Yes, she talks. Yes, she listens. Good in bed. She, she's good in bed. Right. Yeah, because that's rare. Move into Sam's house and get the fuck out of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> Fat we'll get beat. We'll get Beetlejuice to pick out our yeah, Get fatter. Get Beetlejuice will pick out Howard Church. You can look at Sam and blow him. What must the rest of your life be like? And Doesn't it remind you? Did you ever see the Twilight Zone with the little kid who wants everyone to be happy, and if they're not, then he kills them? I think. Uh, well, I don't think you're. At, I don't think you're at that level, but there's a little bit of truth in that. I mean, and look, and again. When I was a little kid, yeah, he just slowed it down. When I was a little kid, my dad would take me to ball games. I would sit there with my hands over my head. I was so scared of getting hit what by a ball. Yeah. You've been going out with this chick for two years? Yeah. yeah. Met at Shabbat dinner. Who is she? <laughs> Met at Shabbat With Brenda. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Who is she? She's only the love of your life. She's Beth. Beth. Wait a minute. I know somebody who knows Beth, but... Who is it? I'm trying to think who it is. Somebody who went to school with her or something. I can't remember now, but it's 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 one of those weird stories. Like, I think she always wanted to be with somebody famous. Was the same. oh, stop. oh <laughs> man! Somebody said that really? Tell you the truth, man. Here's some guy. That's the problem with radio. Some guy who's managing an automotive parts store yeah. is telling you how to uh, do your radio show. Meanwhile, I'm a genius. Absolutely. Well, maybe straight. We did teach you how to steal material. That was good. That was true. You did teach me how to do that. We're good. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest breakdown of QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. I'm your host, Fillmore, a.k.a. Fillmore Fingers, a.k.a. Jim Fix, doing a little bit of a different setup here. And with me, of course, is my breakdown assassin, Raven Alexis. <laughs> hey, How's guys. It going, Rave? Doing great. Okay, it's been a long time, so I want first what I'm going to do, we're going to go right into this, but before we do, i got to do two personal shout-outs. One to Raven, of course, who did such an amazing job getting all these clips while I was in the hospital taking care of my wife, helping her out for the duration that she was there. Thank you guys for all the support on Facebook and otherwise, also on Twitter and even on Podbean. It's got some messages that were really nice and sweet. Um, the wife is doing better, but it's still a, a work. She's still a work in progress, so... By summer, she should we should see the results of everything and find out if she's going to be okay, and uh, I'm sure she will be. And then the uh, the next uh, shout out goes to Adam Strauss, who did some really personal, something really amazing um, to me 
and for me and my wife. And uh, I want to thank him so much for that. So cheers, brother. We love you. And uh, we're going to get right into it, guys. We go back to February 8th. We're going to try to tackle the 8th, 9th, and 10th this particular session. And um, we're going to go back into a lot of gay, gay cocklust. So the first, uh, the first clip is called Chuck Grills the Wig. I think I got this right. And this is a real caller, to your, the best of your knowledge? I believe so. It's got to be. Okay. Says the right thing. Hey, Chuck. Chuck in New York. Hey, Howard. I, I think you're a little off base giving Rich such a hard time and comparing him to you. Um, I think the expectation for you and Robin might be just a touch higher because uh, of the millions <laughs> and millions of dollars you take home every day. First of all, I don't resent Richard for taking his paternity leave. I'm doing the shtick on the radio oh, because on, number one, okay, number two, but... number two, when I took paternity leave, from... <laughs> okay, this is where it gets funny, guys. It's already funny. <laughs> Basically, the premise was they were fucking on Richard for taking paternity leave. How does it work in the States? As far as I know, the woman can take the, mo the mother can take a year off or she can give some of that year to the husband and she can go back to work. Is that is that correct? That sounds right to me. Uh, I've only done maternity leave with my kids, and we were given a year, and yep. they hold our job. So, yeah. Uh, but men can share it with the women and take turns as long as it doesn't go over a year. I believe you're good. Mm -hmm. My daughter, or uh, when I didn't take that was maternity leave, years from ago. guess how much money I was making? Ago. I was making forty thousand dollars a year, so I was a lot worse shape than uh, Richard. And when my daughter was one, I got fired. So I was making zero. Although, well, no, I, no, at that point, I wasn't making <laughs> Lying sack of shit. <laughs> Gotta I love making, it. I was making zero. All right, whatever. I know. Um, Howard the sucker. Howard what? the sucker? You're a sucker. I'm a sucker. Yeah, you let these guys get away with everything and then bitch about <laughs> it when they take advantage of you. All right. Uh, who cares? Well, do you think I care if Richard takes paternity leave? Absolutely, he cares. Of course, he's been he's been doing nothing but ragging on everybody except Rashan, Rashan, that takes paternity leave because he even had Bowie come in and give all the logistics of they cannot contact him about work. That's right. He gets three months. He's been gone since December, mm -hmm. so he had a second boy that was born in December, and. They've played clips, old clips of him, but they have nothing new and they cannot contact him regarding work until he is done with paternity leave. So he's it's just been <laughs> ragging on him and Robin, too. And we know how Robin feels about children. So right there, oh, yeah. red flags and the narcissism. And you could hear a nervous laughter in the clip. Yeah. Um, we'll, the, uh... we'll, we'll play some more and you'll hear, hear it as we get to it. Right. The other thing was, of course, that... Um, when Shuli, I think it was Shuli got took paternity leave, didn't he, at one yes. point, didn't he get shit on as well? Right. Well, uh, that's because Jason Kaplan was um, watching his screen time on video games on PlayStation. Right. And he was seeing how much time he spent, like, every day for hours playing video games on his paternity leave. Right. So, of course, he narked him out for that, and he got shit on. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh and this is the second time that Richard took paternity leave. So he yeah. also got it the first time around. But with the string of jobs that have disappeared, you know, mm -hmm. with Brent, mm -hmm. with Shuley, um, the new contract. 
different people leaving Sirius. I think uh, it's questionable whether or not this is like a passive aggressive, hey, your job's, you know, hanging by a thread. By a thread right now. And, you know, maybe, maybe Richard's job might not be there when he wants it. Who knows? Or they'll know. reduce his pay like they did with Shuley and it's, force it's- him out somehow. It's possible. It's funny how they they have a like <laughs> HR holds their end of the bargain for paternity leave, but when um, Brandano was getting raises because he was fucking Marcy Turk, that was uh, that was fine. That was acceptable. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right. Lang, Lang pipe is uh, is the is the um, the one exception, guys. So, um, in fact, I get a break from seeing his asshole uh, <laughs> spread open. You'll be looking forward to seeing it again when he gets back. Yeah. We know. All right, I got to take a break. I get okay. The next clip is called, if I'm not mistaken, "Wig Too Cheap to Gamble." Now he's talked about this over years and stuff, but uh, when he's gone and played poker or whatever, he, he's like, okay, he's a billionaire cheap, millionaire cheapskate. There's nothing new with that, but we'll we'll go with it. You know, I um, had no money, so I had no skin in the game or anything like that. I don't like betting on, I don't like betting period. I, I just feel like I work too hard for my money. I have too much respect for money to bet. I don't even want to lose a dollar in a bet. <laughs> I get, it, it's this, if I lost a dollar or a million dollars, I'd be upset. I just don't like losing money <laughs> and fucking betting. I, I, it know. just disturbs me. And you know, when I was younger, I used to go to Atlantic city and play Okay, we know. Okay, the other thing was, didn't we talk? Didn't we do a clip with one of the last rescind? Not one of the last, maybe a few rescindings ago. How he got a like a, a Larry Sanders show or it's Gary Shandling show. Yes, uh, and he got like a royalty check for uh, <laughs> like a dollar. Ten goes, cents. I was I was debating whether or not they should cash it. I go, hey, it's a buck. <laughs> of course he did. Yes, every every penny counts. Every marble counts. For sure. The next clip, uh, do you want to set this up? Ralph happy to parade naked in front of Wiggy. He was, yeah, Wiggy was telling stories when they used to go to Atlantic City during like a Super Bowl weekend and they'd party it up and they had a poker game going. Well, Ralph was there, but Ralph didn't want to play poker. He wanted to do something else. That's right. So he, uh, he, he opted for uh, getting in like a bubble bath. <laughs> in their suite. In their suite. In the bathroom the that people had to come in and out of to use. <laughs> the honeymoon suite. Here we go. You'd be in a yeah. hotel room and Ralph would take a bath. I remember that. Yeah. Like we'd have this big game and Ralph would go, Oh, this is such a nice room. I, I should have <laughs> known something was up. It was like it was like uh he goes, <laughs> I'm so blind. I go, uh I go, uh, hey, we're having the game. He goes, Hey, you know what? It's such a nice room. I'm just going to go there and take like a slow bath and I'll come out and play later. I'm going, dude, we, we need a bunch of guys. We need a bunch of guys. Now <laughs> we know you need a bunch of guys. That's the other great line. <laughs> What's he doing in Howard's suite? Okay. I know he's a buddy. He's whatever, but let's like, this is the thing we, we keep going back to guys. If they're just friends, they shouldn't be anywhere in the same fucking suite. There shouldn't be that, that uh, sense of familiarity where I'll take a bath in the boss's bathtub that's the point it's so absurd it's so yeah. odd yeah but he's and still... yet it, yeah <laughs> well he's luxuriating come on bubble bath <laughs> my father-in-law god rest his soul he used to tease his uh one his youngest daughter by uh talking like when she'd come into the house he'd start talking with one of the brothers-in-law uh, one of his sons-in-law um 
uh, that about uh, this shampoo that he found that makes his hair feel so fine and fresh and whatever, like all this really fruity stuff. And then she'd go, bunch of fruits, bunch of fruits, you know, bunch of fruits. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. It's a time to play. Yeah, but you got enough guys. I'm just going to go luxuriate in the bathtub. And I was like, and then you walk by, take a piss or something. You see this naked man in a tub. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, what the fuck is going on here? Wigger is flying too close to the gay sun. Jesus H. It gets worse too. Oh yes. The next, the next one is shady Ralph tales. I remember also Ralph. I told you Ralph's not allowed to come to my house anymore, you know, except for work. But I used to have him over socially and I've, I've told that story a million times. So I'm not going to go into it again, but I remember too. Jason used to have a poker game. I don't know if you played in it, John, but, Jason uh, had a, a poker game, and he had to ban Ralph from his house for bad behavior. I wasn't the only one. What did Ralph used to do at your place, Jason? He just, he kept, first of all, he get belligerent, right? So he just, you know, he, he crossed that line from ball bust. Okay, so there, there's definitely a, a pattern here with Ralph. Go ahead, Raven. Yeah, get ready. I mean, it's the same old Ralph story. You know, if it's not drugs or money, it's some kind of cheating or underhandedness. Yep. He's just... He's just a shady guy. Everything yeah. is sketchy. He doesn't have an answer, a direct answer for any question. Right. And even Wiggy stutters through half of these things because he can't defend his friend, but he tries. And the key word you mentioned there was stutter. And there's the strongest evidence of that, that whole shadiness, that aspect of Ralph. If you want to hear guys and girls just for, just for shits and giggles, go to the very first mention of Artie talking about Ralph stealing money. And when Ralph finally gets on the phone and they start interrogating him, that'll make a great, that would make a great breakdown, actually. We might do that in the future. Uh, just the untrustworthiness of Ralph and all the shadiness and just do a Ralph-based thing. Because I know people hate him, hate his fucking guts with, no, with a passion of a million burning suns. Sounds, sounds great. Yeah. To just like you're just being mean to people and you're making everyone uncomfortable. And, you know, I prefer you not be in my house while you're doing this. Uh, and then he was... And then he was also very like shady with the cards. Like he's always holding them under the table and then coming up with these <laughs> incredible fucking hands. And I was just like, dude, I just want to have fun. And sounds like a fucking grift, like a three card Monty hustler, like <laughs> derelict yeah. sleeping like Bridget and Donald. Totally. I wanted to ask you a question about this though. This, this is kind of separate. Um, in your experience, in your lifetime, do you feel that people who are assholes when they drink, really are assholes and that's just coming out or do you think well it depends on the booze they drank etc because i know when i drank whiskey for example i used to drink it at, like exclusively on an evening i could get really awfully sarcastic and or really emotional like sad uh and so certain but not with other alcohol like beer doesn't do it to me ouzo doesn't do it to me a lot of other wine certainly doesn't do it to me what no, do you it's think mostly about it? I, my experience has been like hard alcohol yeah. And when people start to black out and they don't remember things, uh, there's certain people, yeah, in my past that I know for sure you could count on them to have an outburst while they're drunk and, and not remember it and say, no, no, I, I, I never said that. But um, most times there's, you know, girl, I, I've been involved in many a bathroom girl problem where there's a guy and he's hitting on another girl and it's girl <laughs> yeah. drama. Yeah. And that's the last thing I, I want to hear about because I'm, I'm not. I'm a happy drunk when I'm out if, yeah. well, back in the day before kids, when I used to yeah. be able to do all that, yeah. but it's just, um, <laughs> certain people. Yeah. And other times you get surprised out of nowhere. Some, but someone has something bubbling up that'll come out of them. Funny. Well, so, uh, Ralph well, whole, is just a known troublemaker when he's drinking and drugging. 
and when he's not. So I think it really, I mean, that's just more of him. It's just more unfettered Ralph. It's not, oh, this is the hidden Ralph who's really an asshole. It's the asshole Ralph becoming, you know, asshole to the nth degree with boobs. Amplified, right. Yeah, absolutely. Not worry about people cheating and not have people leave my house all angry at me because you yelled well, at them. Well, Ralph just, is, wait a second, I got to defend Ralph. He's not a cheater. He he doesn't, not, I don't think Ralph's, cheat. I don't think Ralph's a cheater. But he did enough shady stuff, and if Chris or whoever else was in those poker matches, uh, well, I say, well, you just didn't trust what was going on. Like it was just, it was, you know, hold your cards over the table like everybody else. So, so he's not, he's <laughs> yeah. not a cheater, but he did shady stuff. Which is it? And you don't trust him. So yeah. it, he's totally contradicting himself, but he has Completely. to. Yeah, because he's the boss's right hand man. Yeah, the boss's boyfriend. Wiggy texting with his butt boy during Super Bowl, which you know all men do. I mean, if you have a bet with somebody, maybe, okay. Well, in any case, I was texting with Ralph the entire time during the Super Bowl. He's kind of fun yeah. to text with, and mm. he was upset. I, I thought the best commercial of it. It sounds like, <laughs> you like you know, when two, two, two girlfriends are on a date, like one girlfriend's on a date, it's a double date, and it's going horribly wrong, so they just start texting each other at dinner to set, get smoke signals like, get me out of here. You know, it's going <laughs> yeah. horribly wrong. <laughs> so the next clip is called Wiggy Love Lusting After Tom Brady Once More, which we've, we've heard before, but it's, you're just going to hear more of it, guys. You know, I'm, a, I'm the opposite of you, Sal. And, and this is what um, I was so rooting for Tom Brady because right. to me, it is the greatest story ever. And I related to it in some ways as a guy who works for a living. Like Tom Brady was playing for New England. And again, what I know about sports is zero, but this is the way I play it out of my head. He's playing for New England. He's doing this great job. Probably Belichick decides. Okay. So with the whole thing he's talking about, how he switched teams, basically, and, and won a Super Bowl first time out, which I don't, I don't, I don't follow football well enough to, to really speak on it either. But I do watch more. I've watched more Super Bowls than Wiggy has. I'm certain of that. And it is an amazing story, but not <laughs> he's focused on his looks. Go ahead. Well, yeah, the Tom Brady storyline is always interesting here. I mean, I'm an East Coaster. Yeah. And as a Philadelphia Eagle fan, God bless me. Yeah. We have no love for Tom Brady. But right. the whole Belichick Brady thing was a big conversation piece this year. And mm -hmm. so him going down to Tampa mm -hmm. and his uh, seventh Super Bowl that he won. And it just was a big conversation piece. But nobody was talking about his looks. Nobody was talking about the metaphor that Wiggy's Wigtardo is going to use in this because right. he's going to compare himself to Tom Brady, which he's always doing. He's putting himself in circles of people in comparisons that are not there. Yeah. They're not apt that he puts himself in these great circles of famous iconic people. Mm -hmm. And yet he's not even close to their skill level when it comes no. to things, but no. that's, that's one of his subversive characteristics. Right. We're going to, we're going to make, he's going to somehow come up with an analogy that is completely inappropriate. And he's the, he's the king of all shitty metaphors. That's for sure. He and, sure is. and it was, I think it was so March or so of last year, March, April or so when we did the, uh, Tom, Tom, Tommy, can you hear me breakdown? It was. And we were talking about, he was trying so hard to make that narrative and like anti-Belichick as opposed to 
No, they just wanted to go a certain way. He wanted to groom a younger quarterback. And, you know, this is this is usually the the arc of veteran quarterbacks. They go to another team, a lesser team. They still want to be in the ball game. And everybody makes out. He gets another contract. I'm sure he's going to make shitloads of money wherever he goes, Brady, just by his, mm-hmm. you know, just by virtue of his um, his status. And Brady was answering in, in a way that you would expect a professional to be like, no, it was no hard feelings. We had great whatever, but it's, you have a run and the run ends and then you go somewhere else sometimes or you retire. And a lot of people would do that instead, but you know, he chose not to good for Brady. I'm no fan of his, but Jesus got to salute the, um, the uh, career. Right. And new England saved a lot of money by getting rid of Tom Brady. Sure. He's an expensive price tag to have on your team. Yeah. So yeah, maybe they're scaling back and they're going to play the statistics game. I don't know, mm-hmm. but it just seemed like, it was a it was a natural progression. Yeah. In the game, there was nothing, shady. nothing that outrageous about it or shady. No. Yeah, but no. Go ahead and hear hear Wiggy's take. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I got to start preparing for the future. How many more years does Brady have? And they cast him out. They cast him out. We're done with you. You're done. And uh, Belichick, who always gets all the credit for Tom Brady, always gets all the credit for all of the New England wins. And everyone was like, yeah, you know, Tom Brady is a great player. Don't get me wrong. But Belichick's the brain. Belichick's the one who put this all together. Tom Brady works for a great organization, blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to give a little NHL analogy just for Bob D, a.k.a. Chicago Bob. When uh, Scotty Bowman coached Montreal to four Stanley Cup wins in the 70s, he didn't coach a bunch of no minds and shitheads. He coached like Guy Lafleur, Larry Robinson, Bob Ganey, legends of the fucking game, Ken, Kenny Dryden, all these amazing, uh, Yvonne Cornoyer, all these guys that were um, just... Uh, amazing players like he had an amazing team and he was an amazing coach and the two created a dynasty a a modern dynasty or well not modern but you know at the time and so you give you give belichick credit but he's going to now compare himself to program directors that decided yes they were going to get rid of him (laughs) which was really just nbc that's the only place he ever got fired from to the best of my knowledge yeah, maybe uh, WCCC out in Detroit when he was Hop Along Howie. Yeah, of course. But that that was, wasn't or that w, the... Or WWW, uh, yeah, CCC was Hartford. My bad. So it was WWW out in Detroit. But they changed the format. They didn't fire him, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, they squeezed him out. Right. So either way, and that was early on in his career, it's almost like, would you expect to really... Wouldn't you expect even the best players to have like a shitty first season or a sort of lukewarm second season, that kind of thing? There's no prop. Yeah. There's no, there's no analogy. <laughs> I know that feeling because in radio, especially early in my career, I go to work for a radio station. Quite frankly, not to be too egotistical, I'd bring them up to number one. And then the, the, the general manager would haul me in his office angry and go, why are they giving you all the fucking credit? I don't understand why you're getting the credit. Don't they know what I'm doing? I, I increase. But he cannot share any kind of like praise with anybody. You want to talk team players? Fuck. No, the narcissism is off the charts right now. Yeah. Off the charts. Making up wig visionist history. Here we go. <laughs> and Bob commented in our, in our thread, our NPD thread. He said something like, guys, I listened to the latest episode and I'm, I'm flabbergasted. Squirrel, squirrel porn. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe it. It's the signal. I uh, did this. I I hired a new program director. 
I had a five point plan for sales. I'm like, who the fuck are you, Chairman Mao, with your five point plan for the country? I mean, who you know, fuck you. That's a deep reference. Ooh, that's that's I couldn't believe we came up with that. <laughs> that's a dad reference. That's a Ben uh reference. His dad got, used to say that. It's gotta be, yeah. Man, I I went on in the morning and, and did something or original and they're they're crediting me. You can't let me have my fucking moment. Lord knows you're not paying me. At least let me have my fame and my and my reward of being called a, a hero. Woo! Ooh, Jesus, man. He is okay, so high on himself. So we're going back into a little circle. Ralph shit talks Richard's paternity leave, which I um again we go back into. Like Ralph wrote me, Ralph is weird. He was rooting for Brady, too. I was surprised because he doesn't want Richard and Mahomes to win. <laughs> he was like, fuck Richard and Mahomes and uh, because Richard yeah, loves sure Mahomes Richard so much. Richard is depressed today. Oh, people were texting me like there was a death in the family. Like, about yeah. Richard. I'm like, what the? I go, he's gonna, yeah. he, he gets to sleep late today. He's on paternity leave. Yeah, by the I mean, way, the how long how has Richard... How long has Richard been on paternity leave? Okay, so here's where exactly where you're talking about comes into play. Yep. Bowie, Bowie comes in and explains. So that's an inner part of the show, an inner working of the show that really we've never heard about paternity leave and how he's actually defending the company, defending Richard. Like he's saying, yeah, this I is how it is. I, I think they're really burned up that he's maximizing because now here he doesn't get a year he gets three months according to Bowie, if i remember correctly mm -hmm. so i think the fact that he's take it's been like three months already from december to march and still no richard on the show so we'll see just let them do their thing <laughs> okay one sec give me a fucking break about eight months <laughs> yeah i mean i haven't seen him in months i mean what, what's going on with that when did that happen when did paternity how long leave is become? maternity i mean maternity paternity leave. <laughs> seriously this is a guy who you know who's not helping at all at home i mean he no, he's even in the way the probably she's waiting for him to go back to work right if i had two kids at home i'd be working i'm like you know what i need a break i need to get to work i'd be in my basement and getting away from all that those kids screaming and yelling i mean this paternity leave is the funny okay now this this is not surprising coming from anti-union howard who would who you know billy west told stories many times about how why don't you just try to work for us and fuck the unions and basically go against them and most people who are I, i'm not like pro or, or against union, I believe that if you don't have it, then the employers will always fuck over the hired help like Howard does. And right. at the same time, I do feel that unions, there are some people that take advantage of their union status and take sick days. We had one putana who used to, uh, call us, uh, call in like five minutes. Like we, we, you know, get there on time to open up the place. And then she'd call in five minutes before and then say, I'm not coming in. I'm calling in sick. And then she had the gall to show up five minutes before closing and say, how was it today? Because she wasn't uh. feeling well. And I, 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 I fucking hated that. And because she was protected by union, that made me nuts. Anyway, that's a little, sorry, guys. <laughs> that's my stance on unions. <laughs> they're necessary, but they're evil sometimes. <laughs> but he's, he, would be, he would be totally taking advantage of them if, they, if, he, if uh, Richard didn't have the protection. I really believe, and I hope somewhere, that Richard is organizing himself back as a drummer yep. and making some connections for bands to start touring when the world opens up again oh, yeah. for live, live concerts. Because mm -hmm. I think that's his true gift. It's not these phony phone calls. It's not being Ethel. It's not, it's just, <laughs> you know, it's not the gay stunts that he does. Those, 
those had their time and he, he's had his run, but like, how much more can he do? How much farther is he going to take that? And with, you know, two kids, I think he could make better money on the road with, uh, <laughs> death <you> know, metal, <laughs> death metal. Yeah. He's well-renowned in the death metal circles. He's gotten oh, yes. praise from so many people. Oh, he's incredible. His, He's an incredible drummer. Oh, yeah. And it's funny because I have a few, quite a few drummer friends, and they knew him from just the, because all those guys, all the drummers get the drumming magazine. So they know the names. They know all Tommy Price and they know fucking, you know, <laughs> Tal Bergman and all these session guys that, and that they, most people wouldn't know. But, you know, they go, uh, of course, Buddy Rich and all that shit. Yeah, but, you know, they know they, their, their knowledge of the, um, their own um, vocation, like their own skills extends further than, you know, Wiggy, who doesn't know any guitarists, really, he doesn't know any lyric, he doesn't know any fucking chords. Go ahead. Isn't it funny that he's always talking about the top five guitarists and drummers ever? And he's got one on yes. his staff. Yeah. But he never gets a mention. And it's such a shame. Richard, well, if you, you're listening, yeah. please reconsider your life path. It's so, it'd be so great to see you, like, go out and make a name for yourself <laughs> in the world that way. Well, when they had Mike Piazza come in for doing the news, was it the news? I think they had him originally. It was either, yeah, the news, I think. Yeah. The other guy and, was an intern. And Gary Hill told the story about when he came in, he goes, oh my God, Richard Christie. Because apparently Piazza was like a death metal fan. And he knew Richard and he was like so in awe of him. So, oh God, I love your drumming and all that stuff. And like, so it takes strangers to tell you what you have on your hands. And because you're just, and like, I'm not a death metal fan, but I appreciate talent. I appreciate, you know, you know, guys that are good at their, their craft and, uh, you don't have to like something to appreciate the quality that the person brings to it. So, um, it's, I, I agree with you, Richard is, uh, yeah, <laughs> get your CV ready, <laughs> get out, get your dick out, start playing the toms with your dick and, uh, getting out on oh. the road might be better for him to play with iced earth. So we'll see. His thing to what is that kid in third grade now? I mean, well, how long is he? <laughs> he, he I haven't he just seen graduated the, high school. I mean, we, we. I mean, what the hell? What is going on? What? How long has he been? How, how long has he been? Well, the now? baby Seriously. was born right in the holidays, right? Yeah, so December. Like, I think it's like December around December seventh, so January, February. So it's been two months and around two months, a little over. Oh my God. You and you know this is Richard saying like fuck this I don't even want to be there the way it is and would you blame him in this life? I see. Uh, that's why I, I question if he's got an exit plan that he's developing like Shuli did, and this could yeah. be his you know last hurrah when he comes back. He'll present a package or two if not his own, and then uh, then we'll see what we get. I don't know. I think he's got I mean, another month left. I think I missed two days of work when my kids were born. I think right, I, I, I made my kids. I think I induced my kids so they come out on the weekend, so I wouldn't miss any work. <laughs> Howard, he's <laughs> just a complete asshole. <laughs> Father of the year. If I knew, if I know Wiggy, and I think I do by now, he would have wanted those babies to be born while he was working, so he oh, wouldn't fuck. have to be having the pressure on him to be there at the time. Just knowing him, he do, he's the laziest motherfucker I've ever seen. <laughs> if we know Wiggy, he would have had made sure that all three of the daughters were boarded. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, one sec. This next clip goes tied into uh, the Naked Parade show uh, in the honeymoon suite with Wiggy and uh, Scott Thorson, a.k.a. Ralph. And this one's called Luxuriating with Floaties. Oh. No, 
whatever. I'm banned from everywhere. I can't go anywhere anyway, so what the fuck? Who cares? No, and then I was talking about how we used to have a card game at the hotel, and you would go luxury. You would go, um, I'll, I'll, come, I'll jump in the game later. It's such a nice room. I want to go take a bath and relax. <laughs> you guys like, were, you know. It, and I, I remember said, that. The, what, the Atlantic City was great. It, 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 uh, Trump gave you his suite, and it had this yeah. fuck. It was tacky as hell, but it had this giant hot tub in the. Hold on, Trump gave you, meaning Wiggy, his suite, and yes. Ralph had access to it. Guys, your personal stylist. Um, well, if you're a chick, okay, I get it. The person probably does your hair, and <laughs> he's got Tony for that. So, what does he need Ralph in his fucking suite for? I just don't get it. Well, with if with a bunch of guys makes total sense, but just him and Ralph, there's well, no, you know, go ahead. Uh, Ralph was always sort of the guy who lurked around the staff, and he kept an ear out for any kind of gossip, totally, any kind of uh, shit talking, anything that was usable on the air. Yep. And you know, he was reporting back to Wiggy everything. Yeah, off the off saw. the air. Totally. Who did what drugs, who drank, who got sick, who's cheating yep. on their wife, who's beating their wife, whatever. He's yep. there as a spy. Mm-hmm. Cl- clear as could be. Yep. Middle of the fucking thing. Right, I in, remember the, that. right in the window. It was right in the Donald, window. <laughs> Donald Trump invited me down to the Trump casinos and I went with a bunch of guys and Donald like like comped us this nice big room and I didn't think remember too- we had we had a chef. The chef came up. It had and an elevator. The, the the room had yeah. an elevator in it. Yeah. I mean, it was and, fucking great. And then, like, like two in the morning, this guy came up with like a tr- this whole rolling cart of ice cream and hot fudge and all. Now, incidentally, guys, I think I was just in the news. It was one of those little blurbs that come on my BBC app. It said that they had just recently imploded the uh, Atlantic City yes. Trump Trump Taj or Atlantic Trump Atlantic, whichever one, uh, but one of them. In Atlantic City. Yeah, I forget exactly the name of it, but it was one of the first ones that was built down in Atlantic City. And actually, if you want to, if you, I don't know if any of you guys are into this, but I, I'm totally a fan of um, people exploring abandoned mansions and expanded, like abandoned, uh, you know, industrial sites and like hospitals, or whatever, like psych hospitals, really fascinating stuff to me, urban decay. And so mm-hmm. someone put a video of that, of that, that building, the, at whatever, the Atlantic City Trump casino uh before they got, yeah whatever it was and you could see it was amazing to see let's call it luxurious poverty <laughs> you know like all this yes. uh it, like total in disrepair the same as uh there are some saudi or like sorry iraqi you know warlords uh, back in the day with f- dust all over these ferraris and porsches and uh, because they've been they've been killed and no one's claimed their estate and all these fucking amazing sports cars just buried under now totally useless i, I find that stuff fascinating anyway let's continue it's crap at like 2 a.m yeah but what i thought right in yeah, we had a great time and uh i i remember though the thing was like when we were all going down to play cards and ralph goes uh uh i just want to stay in the room because I, I would like to take a tub I want to take advantage yeah. of this tub and and the and the salt yes. and the you know and I'm like yeah. I'm like you know what uh, he he tells me he's straight I I believe him but I'm what kind of man wants to take a bath why do we why does that get brought up again suddenly uh, he tells me he's straight and then he's well, going he's on gotta... all these years all all the more recently going well he's gay he's gay you and Wilding like what's the why did it go into that. <laughs> I guess he feels the need to reinforce some lies that if we hear him enough, 
people right. will believe them or question right. the validity of stuff. But we've had polygraph tests. We know. We yeah. don't need to, to hear any more lies. Right. No. And also, it's, it's, or is it more gaslighting to prove that he is straight? Ralph's gay, but I'm not. The guy who's dick I'm sucking <laughs> is gay, but I'm not. <laughs> a tub. And then, and, then I, and then I went downstairs, and then the talk around the table the whole time was, Ralph's jerking off in the tub, obviously, <laughs> which is disgusting because Trump was nice enough to give us this room and, and all this stuff, and this guy's jerking off. You know he's jerking off. And I, and I said, you know what? And you know everybody else has been jerking off and having sex in that tub. And Ralph's in there putting his ass in there. Listen, there was uh, no talk of that. Oh, my fuck. I know, guys. Yeah, you get your bar ready. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> you know, we got, we got some feedback from the last breakdowns that we had done yeah, about recently. all the gay stuff, and people had to either fast forward or just turn it off. And I apologize. I said, <clears throat> excuse me, that there wouldn't be as much in this one. But I think once we get through this, I think we're in the clear for a while until <laughs> we, <get, laughs> we get to jazz. But for now, I'm, I apologize to everybody that this turns off. It's just we're just we're repackaging what crap we're given with right. a nice red bow on it for you guys. So yeah, for, this is this is our torture. This is our community service. And right. enjoy. For all our Canadian, for all for all ten of our Canadian fans, just picture it. This is our version of driving through New Brunswick, trying to get to uh, PEI. That uh, I happen to tell you that I finished off my luxuriation with a nice whack off in the tub. Oh, <laughs> I know you did. Fucking, I of course did. you did. I told you. Fucking, I, I know. I, I, I bet it was floating right on top. I'm gonna vomit. Oh, fucking vermin. Jesus, like, why don't you fire the guy right then and there? <laughs> what a disgusting piece of humanity. Just <laughs> disgusting. That's fucking vile. pig. <laughs> we're not even talking. We're not even so much. We're not even talking about their gay stuff. We're just talking about the, just the the filth con, the filth quotient. Just yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Uh, fucking guy. You know what? Uh, I'm glad I did that. Fucking guy who jerked off all over his fucking tub. Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's real upset about it. He doesn't care. Well, whatever. Maybe he was in there a couple days later. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Remember, mm. uh, remember. Uh, okay, that's the end of that clip, guys. Um, let's see what do we got next. Oh, this one, Robin zings Ralph. I think that's the next one that goes together. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's play that. My friend with the camera. I remember one time we had to take the camera and lock it up. Yeah, <laughs> we took it away. We took it away from. Yeah, I mean, it's like, dude, relax. Uh, we're all friends yeah, here. Yeah, I used to go to movie screenings with that camera. It was like, I know. TMZ. I was like, I go, I go, I go. Robin was dating this guy. He had a camera everywhere. Like Robin said, even she'd get in the shower. The guy's got a fucking camera on. She's hot. You know, it's like, like, dude, I would go, who, who, who are you? Martin Scorsese's junior. <laughs> I, I love when he, and I love when he gets into uh, Italian names and can't fucking pronounce them. <laughs> He's awful. Yeah. 79 IQ again. And that someone was, someone just posted that on our Facebook site. How do we, ha do we have any proof that he has a 79 IQ? And I'm going, <laughs> the proof's in the audio, really. But um, officially, guys, there was a website, I can't remember offhand. It's still out there. It's not, a dis it's not defunct, where they quoted, it was a celebrity website site, an article, and it, it cited Wiggy as having a 99 IQ. And we decided that after enough listening that it, well, that was way too generous and it's closer to 89 and finally 79 and 79 sounds like the perfect number. 
<laughs> it does. <laughs> and now even uh, G Canada, who, whose real name we know on the website, of course. But um, we uh, he he goes. Um, I keep calling him 79. Just keep calling him 79. <laughs> I'm like, sure, <laughs> we aim to please. Why not? It's about, like, we, we add as many nicknames as we can, but here we go. Yeah, that once he told her to quiet down, I wanted to punch him. I'm like, who are you to tell her to quiet down? He told I'll me that? Her. And I yeah. didn't respond? Yeah. Well, yeah, he had a big he, cock. He, I think you were hypnotized by that <laughs> snake he had in his pants. Yeah, I couldn't even hear anymore. Oh, yeah. Uh, believe me. She's a whole different woman with, a, with these guys sometimes. Go ahead. They're referring to Mr. X. Yeah. Mr. X used to bring a video camera around with him when she was dating him. That's right. And obviously nobody wanted any parts of that, especially at, like, scores or movies no. or anything. Please. I and that's and I have to be I'll be honest. I did bring a camera to one bachelor party, but that was early. Like it was such a communal thing. Nothing was happening. Like there was no strippers or anything. I was just taking it to take pictures of you know roll call who was here that kind of thing. I'll never forget one of my buddies brought a porn uh, to show at the bar because it was closed off, but just for the guys. And I at one point the TV on the screen showed the porn and I was just taking pictures. I didn't even notice it at that point because I'm just drinking and having fun. When I bring it to the developer and get the film back, at one point there's a panoramic <laughs> shot on the TV screen. It's spread, <laughs> spread open. Chick. <laughs> and I, Classy. I, I'm just picturing the person developing the film going, whoa! <laughs> oh my god. Made his day. Oops. <laughs> and then she wakes up eventually. You know she does. Then all of a sudden it's like... Yeah, I come too. Yeah, yeah, she's she's just this big strong woman until she gets a big cock. Yeah, <laughs> all of a sudden. So are you, Ralph? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Too shit. Yeah, just another few references to cock that are completely unnecessary, but we'll crowbar them in. Okay, we're going back into more paternity leave bashing. So here we go. I mean, I haven't. I don't know exactly, but I think the rules are now that you can take three months, however you want to break it up, in the first year. So, like, Richard is, could have come back today and then taken off another month, say, in October. Is Richard nursing? The, is, is this job so fucking difficult <laughs> that you need paternity leave? I mean, we're making phony phone calls. I mean, no offense. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. I believe it's when you start paternity leave. It's when the it's when really when the mother starts paternity leave. And if it's a case where she's a more of a breadwinner than the, the father, I presume he could take the entire year and she could work. Right. Or... Uh, but either way, it starts at a certain point. You don't get to use it. Like, let me go to, let me use my paternity leave three years later. <laughs> because, no. Because I didn't use it. I saw like a get out of work free card. <laughs> no. He, yeah. He cashed I, it in as soon as he could. I think so. I'll <laughs> bet you that her mother is there helping her and Richard's right. watching them. I think Richard's having more babies just so he doesn't have to. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, since the pandemic, we all work from. I can't wait till we get Bubby in stereo. Oh, man, that's great. <laughs> Bubby three. I'm home. Bubby two. It's not like to take a couple of hours a day and be on the show. Yeah, he has no commute a... and nothing. Yeah. Oh, what, a, what a racket. I might. What an asshole. It's paternity leave. It's maternity leave. If you care, if you knew, this isn't even a bit, guys. Again, once again, for the second breakdown in a row. 
I don't understand what the joke is. If this is supposed to be a comedy show and you're bitching about mm-hmm. one of your workers taking a, a leave they're allowed to take, you're actually, you're, I don't, in my opinion, this is something that should get Howard in trouble from his own like workplace. You cannot fucking talk about this guy. You know, I would, where's HR? Where, yeah. Where's HR? Why is all he can, he can say all this stuff and shit all over Richard and then just get off by saying, I'm just joking. I don't mean any of this. It's right. just for the air. But we know that he has no understanding of bonding with a, a, another human being, let alone a baby. Fuck no. That you just want to watch your baby sleep. You want to, you want to hold him and let him know your face and get to know you. Mm-hmm. It's just ridiculous. But yep. they, they also present the argument, well, you're home anyway on COVID quarantine. So right. why can't you just turn your computer on for a few hours? Well, the thing is, it's not a few hours. This job is like an all-day thing where if sure. someone sends out an email, you got to hop on. You can't just say, I'm working like 8 to 12 in the morning. You're on call all day. Mm-hmm. If, if the boss says something, you jump. Yep. And you got to be there to respond. And I think they're being measured as far as their pay. I'm pretty sure that they're all getting reduced pay for being at home. Probably. Since there's no overhead with Sirius Studios. Mm-hmm. And their contributions are being measured. So whoever gets credit for something going on the air might get a little bump in their pay. But if you, if you hit a dry spell and your stuff doesn't make it on air, I mean, you might be looking at, you know... Uh, like peanut a, butter and jelly sandwiches and ramen noodles for a week or two. That's right. PB&J with the crust cut off. All, <laughs> this is a very nutritious lunch, Brian. All the food groups are represented. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, Shuli mentioned, and I, God knows I can't fucking stand Shuli. And no, guys, we're not, we're not seeking him for a fucking interview. Not over my dead body. We can get Shuli. I don't give a flying fuck. Um, I, I don't, I don't. There's no desire, but uh, the, he mentioned supposedly that his bits, this was on his first podcast show. People told me that he said his bits weren't getting approved or something like he wasn't seeing any airtime. Like, well, maybe because you're talentless or because you're not gay enough to know that that's where the wind is blowing. And, um, if that's the case, you're right. There's something to what you say with, it might be a, like a commission type thing. If you get X amount of bits on, you're going to get this, it's almost like pro rated. So if you, mm-hmm. you know, start making more phony phone calls and we play them, if we play them, you're going to get paid, but if you're not going to get right. paid for the effort, you'll get us a basic amount of salary. And then it's contingent on how much you actually contribute, which makes sense if you're selling fucking ice cream on like <laughs> if you're selling good humor ice cream okay sure i get it but in a day like like with all the millions he has and they have to penny pinch like that pathetic yep yeah it actually have another kid get some of this paternity leave <laughs> nobody's gonna another. let you have paternity no 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 you never see me with paternity leave. <laughs> you wouldn't seek it out asshole you just admitted you said like uh, ralph it was sal that admitted but you know Wiggy's the same way by the way right. you know so I mean, you know you know you think about it you know richard's job is like whipping out his cock and having sal manipulated against his will <laughs> and it's like you know like richard pretends he doesn't want his cock touch and then sal right. grabs it i mean they don't want it. They know it's what keeps them employed, asshole. And you're the one that wants that shit. They're only doing it to please him. They're to yeah. keep their jobs. Yeah. They have no other alternatives. No. That's his, his job. I mean, or, or, or showing his asshole and drinking beer right. from it. 
Is it really that demand? I mean, it, can you make the case that it's a demanding it's the phony job? Phony phone calls. It's the phony right. phone calls. Yeah, I got to use my Ethel voice. That's a <laughs> lot of work. I mean, like, like it would be funny to see Richard today. Richard, take it. Have another baby and take another fucking year off. Take as many years off as you want, buddy. You deserve it after this kind of shit. We're we're Team Richard, by the way. <laughs> All the way, Richard. Go go ham. Go nuts. Have. Have yourself a time and start. Just go back to drumming, please. We, yeah. We'd love you for it. Yeah. We'd interview you. <laughs> we'll just start we'll up. A, yeah. we'll, do a, we'll do a drumming podcast. And you'll be our first guest. <laughs> Talking about Mahomes and how upset he is. Yeah. And crying. Howard, you know, you know there's a ton of rules about this, too. Like, I can, so for instance, me, I can text Richard and say, how's the baby? Or send a picture of the baby. But I, I can't text him and say, like, hey, where did you leave that file? You cannot, in that three-month period, Look, you cannot listen. communicate with them about work. I got Interesting. Okay. So there's, there's definitely some regulation involved, which is, which is the first time I've ever heard that on the show of that nature. Go ahead. That tells me right there that there's an example of that, that they wanted something and they couldn't find it and Richard hid it or misplaced it and Sal couldn't find it. Nobody else knew where to find it and that yep. they were screwed because whatever bit or phony phone call or book clips they were putting together, they, they just were left in the lurch because they couldn't contact them. And That's right. they would not know that unless that situation itself had actually come up. Your Honor, I rest my case. Yeah, and being that disorganized, they wouldn't already have that catalog somewhere where anybody could access it, thereby making Richard's well, not his it, making his help unnecessary in that situation. But, you know, well, who, whoever accused them of being organized, yep. And also to go along with the title of this clip about Rashawn, nothing has ever been said about him on the wrap-up show not being around when his daughter was born, his second mm -hmm. or his first. He took quite a few months, I believe, off. I'm not sure. I don't listen to that, so I'll leave right. that for the comment section yeah, sure. for you guys to discuss amongst yourselves. Okay. <laughs> We're going to go to the next clip, which is Wiggy's vision sucks. And this isn't WandaVision, guys. Because my vision at this point, I couldn't even see the screen. I, 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 <laughs> Beth wanted to watch the game with me, and we were going to watch in our in our like a living room area. And uh, I go, I go, honey, I can't watch you. The TV's too small. She goes, what do you mean the TV's too small? It's a regular television. I go, yeah, but the couch is too far. I gotta, I gotta be up close. I can't see anything. <laughs> I just ordered. <laughs> I just ordered another box for the end of my bed because I can't see the the TV on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Senior Citizen Radio. <laughs> Holy fuck! It's ARP. You believe it's, us? So he's not—he's not like Bugs Bunny going T F P Q W seven Y three four printed by the Acme. <laughs> no. Okay. Not a oh, you too. Okay, yeah. because I. I don't know what's going on. Everything's blurry. I don't. I mean, it's crazy. I have. You know what I've resorted to? I have a little pair of binoculars. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really? Until the box comes, because oh. I can't see to read. <laughs> Ah. That reminds me of that fucking Sam Kennison clip where he talks about Bob Hope entertaining the troops in uh, in the Gulf War, and he goes, "You can live too fucking long, no one to die." <laughs> <laughs> Lay it down. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is just in another example of Mister and Mrs. Magoo. Yeah, with and no idea of. I mean, this is your newswoman. Yeah. How is she going to read those? 
taglines going across CNN and Fox News and MSNBC. She has no ability. She's using binoculars to read the news. We have no chance of getting anything right. It's a wonder she gets as much right as she does at this point. She's like... um. Uh, she's like the, she's using those opera glasses, the ones that they yes. use in the opera, like at the end of <laughs> Don Altobello in Godfather 3 when he gets, eats the poison chocolates <laughs> and he drops it. Okay, here we go. I you know what? Stop. things going on that I don't know about. Stop watching TV. If you're wearing binoculars <laughs> in your house. So that must be, I think that must be the end of it. So we'll go into the yeah. next clip, which is Mr. and Mrs. Magoo. That's exactly what you wrote. <laughs> I can't read the description of what I'm trying to see if I want to watch. Wow. So I pick up the binoculars and then it blows up things so much. I get three <laughs> words at a time. Yeah, when I'm watching The Bachelor, Beth has to. <laughs> How does this telescope work on the TV? <laughs> go ahead. You know it's bad when you have to have closed captioning on with somebody in the room yeah. to read what's happening. Unless you're watching something where the people talking are not talking clear. Yeah. That I get. Yeah. But with these two, that's not the case. It's, it's well, clearly just senility kicking in. Something weird about me when I started buying DVDs back in the day, I, when I, the, autom- the subtitles would come on automatically sometimes and I'd like... I actually enjoyed watching films with when the when the uh, subtitles were good. Sometimes they were just really, you know, like eighty percent of what was being said was transcribed. But otherwise, I actually preferred it with the subtitles. I don't know why. Maybe maybe I'm a. I don't know. It's a. That's my. That's where I get my reading in. Read to me what their occupations are. All the participants. <laughs> I mean, I can't. I can't read it on the screen. They got to make it bigger. <laughs> But, uh, oh, I want to thank Steve. <laughs> He's got those fucking Kojak glasses on and he can't read. <laughs> okay, next one. Um, I, you want to explain this one? Wiggy Storytime. Oh, my gosh. I clipped this weeks ago. Uh, you, let's start it and I'll fill you'll, you in as we go. Oh, you'll get I'll, It'll come back to me, yeah. Okay. I like to look my best for the show. Because we are Yeah, it has to be tape. a little drier to get the fluff, to get the I volume, need to get... the height. <laughs> Yeah, I need height. It balances my nose. <laughs> He's talking about his wig. His wig. Yeah, it's wig talk. Okay. Yeah, I need height. I need a haircut so badly, but I don't want to. Um... But your hair looks good. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> Most of the day, just... it doesn't. I mean, I mean, it's just out of control. I got to get a trim. You know, mm. got to get a trim. <laughs> he's really struggling with that sentence. Like, what's that he struggles like when he discusses his hair there's a lot of pauses there's a lot of repeating of himself Dead air. he just doesn't know what to say because he forgets what he has said maybe yeah and it's always the same old bullshit yeah of course this is a really short clip. Um, Wiggy wants Brady. <laughs> Wiggy wants Brady to pound his pussy. Could you read that? I was. That's why I was laughing. Okay. The other thing is, the guy is remarkably good looking. I mean, women just swoon over. I'm talking about. Even if he wasn't a football player, he would get tons of pussy. Right, Calvin. Okay, so I, not sure. I can't remember who Calvin was, but, you know, it's necessary. I just love the title. And this, I don't know if I typed this or you did. I know I typed it in, but I don't remember it was oh, me Oh, I typed this one. 
Okay. Wig wants to be the cheerleader plowed by Tom, Tom, Tommy. Wow. The story is so great. And then he's like, he looks like what a quarterback would look like in high school. Like the guy who gets the best looking girl. And it's just too, it's too amazing a story to be, yeah, to be good looking. Yeah, supposed to be fantasy. Okay. First thing. I understand people getting going to their high school reunions and being all caught up in it. My my um my high school actually the one I went to high school, the high school I went to recently closed and has become a new build like become part of a new building elsewhere. And um lots of people were going, "Oh, we could couldn't have the reunion there anymore, blah blah blah." And it was there was on the Facebook there was like a feed going, "Oh, let's talk about it. Let's do a radio show. Let's put a podcast together for people to share memories." And and it was kind of cool. For me, I had a good experience in high school, but I don't, the, I don't spend this much fucking time bringing up high school, even in casual conversation. And that's what he basically markets the show as like, this is my thought process or whatever. So clearly what he's saying is what he wants to talk about, which is always Beth when she was in high school. And now when he's got this, I guess, is it, does it mean that much if you were a fucking, if you were stuffed in a locker for five years in high school? I guess with, when you are him growing up and you have such a low self-esteem of yourself that this is the only chance you have at revenge on that time period is to relive it in a way where for here it's a projection alert right. for sure that he wants to be that. He lives vicariously through Beth right. and all of her high school experiences as homecoming queen and sure. principal of visiting her. So... I think it's just he's arrested developmentally in high school with yes. the the beatings, and we'll get into that in future episodes. Yep. Um, but yeah, let's. He's he's totally just jealous of Tom, and honestly, I'm not. I, I'm not a fan of Tom Brady mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons, but I don't see him as that super handsome. I'd pick a lot of different guys as more handsome than him. Mm-hmm. In other sports, just football players don't do it for me. Right. I'm more of a baseball girl, so I look at those guys. <laughs> I can give you a top <laughs> ten on baseball guys, okay. not football guys. They're just too meatheady for me. Okay. Uh, Wig identifies, and this is going to be an Artie reference, he identifies as Gummo Manning. <laughs> and- <laughs> <laughs> You're bad. I did not write that. Yeah, I mean. And I- it's happening. I looked at the, I love that like Peyton Manning looks like he's a slow adult. You know, right. I like that. <laughs> well, slow adult, I don't know, uh, but he yeah. looks funny. <laughs> he looks funny and whatever. You know, you know what I'm saying? He looks like he's a little off because like he shouldn't have everything. Like, Tom Brady has it. And some people posted something like uh, recently about, uh, I can't imagine Norm McDonald gets to trouble saying, yeah, he's like, a, it's as if you, you think I have Down syndrome? <laughs> <laughs> and that gets in trouble for that, but he can say this and it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, number. F- okay. Like, there's no numbers, guys, but this one is called Beefus Knows His Good Angle. And uh, guys, if you could find his good angle, you'd be uh, you'd be super sleuths because there's no such thing as a good angle when you're talking about wig, except from the top down and those Instagram pics where she's taking him. She's she she, she must be fucking trolling him. She has to be Beth. All these wig shots. Well, she's trying to sell T-shirts for the obese Helen Rose T-shirts <laughs> yeah. that she's printed. And yeah. she had come into studio that morning. It's all planned. He's wearing the shirt. She's wearing yeah. the shirt. Yeah. And she's trying to find his good angle, which we all know is like finding a unicorn or a leprechaun. Sure. It's just not going to happen. And that's why he's got all the microphones 
build up in front of his face most yep. times on camera. <laughs> so this is those two fighting over the pictures. Yeah. Talking to honey, talking to the microphone. Nobody knows what you're saying. I just want to take a picture of you at work. Post on my Instagram. Oh, because I'm wearing the Helen Rose shirt. Yes, here. The Helen Rose <laughs> T-shirt. Now look down and away. Your angle. Oh, look Where's down and away. Oh, here. Like here's my picture. here. Here's my angle. Well, I can't see the shirt now. Oh, honey. This is not time for You're a terrible model. <laughs> yes, Robin, you hit the nail on the head. And I'm the only thing that's I'm going through my mind right now is that Rolling Stone cover with him and the two cats. Right. And the sunglasses. <laughs> this is rock and roll Howie. <laughs> it was a manlier picture when they had Britney Spears on the cover, Rolling Stone. Oh. <laughs> you're talking Honey, I can't hear you talking to the mic. You look like you're talking into the microphone. Like yeah, but then the, my angle is fucked up. You look good. I look good? <laughs> Thank you. My hair doesn't look bad. <laughs> Don't you think my hair is looking horrible? I gotta get a haircut. He said hair three times in one breath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's like the power of suggestion. If I say it enough times, they'll believe it's really me. They'll think I look like Howie. <laughs> I look like Howie Mandel when he oh had hair. Oh my gosh. All he needs is a pocket watch dangling in front of you while he's talking to you totally. to hypnotize you into you all this getting bullshit. Sleepy. Yeah, Marshall Silver, where are you? <laughs> I'm going to take a whole bunch, so. But anyway, this is the. Thank you. Offic- yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you. And yeah, Beth, we hope you recover from your um, stitch, stitch uh, from the. Uh, <laughs> cat scratch which, fever. Was it Pebbles? Was the cat that cut her? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was Pebble. Okay, Pebble, thank you. We speak your name. Just next time, all three claws, please. And uh, aim and for an, the eyes. Yeah, inch and a half lower and to the left. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> get, get, get back for your brethren. Um, the next one is called Just Do Your Job. That All the money just goes to charity. It's a painting I did. I'm going to hate these pictures. Let me see. Honey, uh, I'm, I'm in the middle. I know, of, I know. I'm, I'm working. Do your job. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead that was beef getting back at him just do your fucking job and shut yeah. up shut up yeah fuck Passive off of aggressive anger right there you could hear her frustration but it's like it's almost like it's a planned bit so you know i kind of figure they'd plan this out like we'll just fight over the pictures and you you snap something and possibly i'll approve i'll approve it after the show because she didn't post it i don't think till after the show they made a big thing, and there was a video comp- in the video component as well. It's, I think it's on YouTube that they set up a microphone specifically for her, but she's not really using it at all, is she? Mm-mm. No, no, didn't think so. Uh, the next clip is called "T-shirts pay for everything they do." <laughs> do you want it? Why don't you promote it for charity? Promote the. Uh, you got to talk into <laughs> I the look microphone. So bad. <laughs> like, you look beautiful. You're like uh, you're you're beautiful. What are you talking about? Um, I'm the ugly one. Howard is wearing a Helen Rose t-shirt to work today, and they're available at bethsfurryfriends.com, and all the proceeds um, go to the foundation that um, saves all these lives, pays for everything that we do. There you go. (laughs) Oh, my God. What a fucking spokesmodel. You hear all those ums and ands and um, and, uh, and the baby voice. I hate that baby voice. Oh God! It's and it's it's practiced. I mean, it's it's studied. It's learned. It's uh, I got to sound like a little tween, 
Um, he and he's got to go with the self-deprecating. I'm the ugly one. You're the you're the hot model. Whatever. Make just to remind everybody that she was a model. Ames um, and Penny Saver. The the next clip is called "Let the Fighting Begin." And if I'm not mistaken, this is about the two of them, isn't it? Again, it's mm-hmm. another beefus clip. Yep. Yep. Okay. Talk into this. <gasps> Look at this one. Let me see. Let me see that picture, honey. This is the worst picture ever. Well, why Look at what you I believe, Beth, since you have such a horrible you, self-esteem. Robin. I mean, why wouldn't you? Okay, that one cut, cut, cut clip. But uh, the next one, hmm. uh, that was a short. That's just the way it was. Um, I didn't okay. cut that one. Sorry short. about that. What was the What was the premise? Basically, he just hated the fucking picture he took. They she took. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, she kept saying this one, this one. And he was like, no, no, no. It's typical. Right. Yes, I, I, I'm not even allowed to send it to Robin. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take bad pictures of you, and I'm going to send them to Robin. How's that? Okay? Let her You're look at you. so bad. It's really hard conversation. This is the worst picture anyone's ever Shame taken. Shame on you. You, know, you don't even care about me. Guys, If you just for, just for, I don't know, shits and giggles, type horrible Howard Stern picture in Google and put a set it for images, and you will have, like... It'll be like, it'll be like, I don't know, the, uh, as I said before, the autobiography, the, the uh, biography of Winston Churchill. That's how many pages you'll have because he's so unphotogenic and it's shame. And the only reason, again, we would bring this up is because he spent a career fucking belittling everybody's looks, how fat they were, how, you know, ugly they were. They couldn't, you know, this one looks to this and this, you know, so you, you reap what you sow, shithead. There's just an onslaught of ugly pics, whether he's dressed as a woman or dressed as himself, and all the horrible outfits that Ralph has styled him in. <laughs> My God. The orange shirt one. Whole, oh, the skater boy. I mean, take what? your pick. There is like a top 25 list of bad the, picks. The P. Diddy white party, where he, he looks like he looks like he's trapped <laughs> in a parachute. <laughs> How about the Gerardo Polaroids that Ralph took? <laughs> In the private parts trailer that they decided to make into like Barbie fashion show, you know, like, like the best. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, my oh. ultimate, my, my all time favorite, he's got white pants, like they're baggy fucking MC Hammer pants and something that looks like a cottage, a cottage tablecloth of blue and green flowers, but an open shirt. So it's totally Paul Lind. And, oh. um, and the wig is, the wig is almost as if a bird dropped it and it happened to land on his head. Without any kind of <laughs> rearrangement from Tony, <laughs> and it's one of the best pictures ever. And sadly, I believe it's one of those um, uh, Almani or or one of those um, you know, photo bucket pictures, or whatever. The one of the ones that have the uh, copyright. Otherwise, if I can get it, if I can uh, uh, arrange it certain somehow, I'll put it in the um, the video for the purposes of what you guys are talking about. So you I see. was just gonna say I would love to see a montage of all the things we just mentioned. Oh fuck! I gotta you, make sure you send me that orange picture, the exact one, because there's a few. Because he he only has so many. He's like Charlie Brown. He's only got a few outfits he likes, yes, and uh, I and looks that. equally horrible in all of them. But some are, you know, some are just priceless. You don't care about me because you would you would you would say, listen, he does, he's no beauty and he doesn't look good. Uh, listen, I painted. Can, can you imagine if she actually said that, if she actually verbalized, if Beth said, you look like shit. Yeah. Not just, not just you smell like shit. an old woman. 
<laughs> she'd, she'd never live that. He'd, he'd have that around her neck constantly. Um, the next one I love, <laughs> this is why I love Raven. Part of one of the reasons why I love Raven. How to photograph an ogre. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, fine. Ah. Yeah, but it shows all my stuff. I know. I'm, I'm going to I'll zoom up. I'll, um, I'll zoom in. Zoom in, yeah. Honey, I don't like this picture. I'm being honest. All right, Can we do all this? Right. It's called crop, asshole. Later. Can right. I take a picture? Oh, yeah, of later? I just like that you're working and all it's right, fun fine. for people to see you at work. Well, here, stand over there and take the picture. Hold on, I'll be right with you. I'm, I'm in the middle of a photo shoot here. So this is him in like at home. This is the the fucking drama that's got to go on, taking a picture with a fucking iPhone or whatever. Can you imagine him with the suits trying at his TV shows over the years? Can you imagine him like at, at private parts doing the movie that which you know was out of his hands really, and uh, having to get his like them going after him at the random house? It's like, did you finish your fucking chapter? Get on it, you know. No, I would hate to be any photographer that had to instruct him to find his best side or a good look or or adjust the lighting. And those must have taken hours. <laughs> There's no Seriously. such lens. I would, I would hate to be the photoshopper trying to make him look human. Um, excuse me. I'm going to need another vet, another vat of Vaseline, please, for the lens. <laughs> You have to boil the lenses afterwards. I don't know that. Uh, I mean, again, it, it's there's he's making himself look ugly. We've talked about this before. He's not dressing age appropriately, first of all, and he's not his hair. Like, just go bald. Someone photoshopped, and I've been using that one. Whoever it was that did that Photoshop, thank God, uh, we've got we speak your name. He looks way better bald than he ever would with hair. Right. Like it, it's sunglasses. Go yeah, bald. Yeah, and we're good. You look and look like we'll, Ron we'll Perlman stop. in Blade 2, and you'll be all right. There's where you take the picture. Now I'm talking to Robin. see this shirt. Oh, here. Here you go. Here, take a picture now. Somehow Beth figured out a way to get my nose and belly in the picture. It's like all it is, all you see is. Just use the 12 millimeter lens, and you'll get part of the nose. Nose and belly. Oh, stop it. You yeah. don't want the what? Belly. We'll get a picture of that, too. Um, the next clip is counting Kimmel's Super Bowl marbles. Cause Kimmel, uh, did he host the, uh, the, uh, this, what was the, what was the, uh, context here? Kimmel did a commercial. Ah, that's but it. I don't watch the Super Bowl and I didn't really watch the commercials. I just cut the clips. So okay. he did a commercial and they're trying to figure out his money situation. Oh, with Jimmy. Okay. I think Jimmy got paid a ton of dough for that. I wonder what yeah. he'll tell me what he got. That's what I want to know. I want to know what Jimmy got paid for the uh, super because he's in that Matthew McConaughey commercial. What do you think Jimmy's worth? He must, Jimmy Is he a million quietly, dollars like uh, Gwen Stefani and Adam? I don't know, but Jimmy slowly but surely is like he's got who wants to be a millionaire? He's got it. Okay, so jealous, absolute mm -hmm. jealousy. Why aren't I getting fucking tapped to do a Super Bowl commercial? Why is Jimmy doing it? And it's only going to get worse going on forward, moving forward, guys. Jimmy still has a show. If he's ever on it, he's going to bitch about being on the show. He's going to bitch about everything. And Jimmy eventually, I, I believe, that my prediction is as much of an idiot and star fucker as Jimmy Kimmel is, at one point he is going to drop that, like he's going to burn that bridge completely. Because he's just being too, and he's just being an asshole. And Jimmy eventually is going to go. This isn't worth it. It really isn't. If he isn't already, I think Jimmy is really doing his own thing right now. And regardless 
of his relationship with Howard. Yep. He's relevant. He got Eddie Murphy with Arsenio Hall for the yep. Coming to America Part 2 movie. Yep. And Wiggy hasn't really mentioned Jimmy unless it's counting as marbles. Yep. He didn't mention him getting Eddie Murphy. And it just it goes to show like Jimmy has connections. Jimmy's relevant. Jimmy's on on a regular basis. And I don't yes. watch the show, but maybe once every couple of weeks I'll catch one. Yeah. And I happen to catch for some odd reason I caught the Eddie Murphy and Arsenio one. Mm-hmm. So Eddie's not that great of an interview. He doesn't contribute much. Arsenio is carrying him on his back, as far as I can tell in, in these latest interviews. But Eddie seems really shy. That yeah. That's all on his side. Wiggy is super jealous. He is looking at Jimmy in a new light now. Like, is Jimmy going to get him any favors? Because obviously he's not going to any parties. Yep. Wig's not leaving the house. Yep. So what can Jimmy do for him now? So he might start tearing him down. That's I think exactly if they right. have the upfronts in New York City, then Jimmy will definitely be in studio. But it's what are they going to do with them when he comes in studio? Is it going to be like a whack packer thing? Or if they're still on Zoom, which they might be. I don't know. It's all yeah. up in the air because we just don't know how the, the life is going to go forward. It's only March right now of 21. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah. Well, Something interesting to consider, though. That's right. In the, in the midst of February, March, like going forward, guys, the um, Raven's done like a, a hellacious job fucking clipping everything like a madwoman. She's a real clipping McKine. And um, but in the meantime, there's uh, the Arsenio Hall interview, which we were we've we're going to turn into a, a separate uh, show on its own. Um, but uh, it's clearly all angled to you're exactly right. How can I get that fucking Eddie Murphy interview? And you're right. He is a shitty interview. The best interview I've ever read or seen was his 1990 Playboy interview uh, where he talked. He talked. He explained about John Landis. He explained about, you know, uh, Richard Pryor, his relationship, Bill Cosby, all this shit. And he, it was a phenomenal interview. So I think the way to get uh, interview, like, uh, and there was another hour that he did with uh, Seinfeld. It really wasn't that revelatory. It was, it was just kind of, it was, it's on YouTube. It's amusing, but it's, it's not all that, but he wants him because he's like a big white whale. And so him going after Arsenio and asking it like he, he kissed his ass. He lathered his ass trying desperately to get him to put in a good word to Eddie. But Arsenio in the middle of the interview said something that pretty much like maybe you can get him for coming to America Four, which means he said something <laughs> about Eddie. And we know he has that uh, like Billy Crystal, there's no forgiving. Like you're not going, you're not going to ever get him. No, no. I... It's that, that ship has sailed. So Eddie seems really shy. Like he just, He's still funny and he has those reactions, but they're more like one-liners. It's not the storytelling Eddie that we're used to. No. It's more of a reaction or a, a joke he's had in his back pocket for a while. So I don't think he's ready for the whole daddy hunger therapy. <laughs> uh, you know, don't you, do you like being a dad? Do you, how do you craft a joke kind of interview? Yeah. Meanwhile, he was on uh, WTF with Marin, and that was a great interview. He also did Seth Meyers. Wow. And keep in mind, guys, and this is, I think Richard Cromwell uh, brought this up. Like, uh, it was a, a new poster talked about the ratings, like the listeners. And please don't, I don't want him to tell me what is, uh, you know, his listenership is compared to TV and stuff. And the truth is, it, Kimmel's 1.5 share of the late night 
whatever is more valuable than the so-called 20 million listeners Howard has, which right. we know he doesn't, he's lucky if he has 200,000 listeners, it, it, the numbers don't lie. If they if, if in the modern, in 2021, those shares, whatever, they mean something because there's viewership, there's advertising. Yeah. What has he got? Squatty potty, two different mediums. He said it his entire life. Radio is the, what the lowest rung in show business. It really is. Mm-hmm. You're getting, you're getting better coverage being like a, a, a stand, like headlining your own stand-up gigs. Go ahead. Squatty potty is too, uh, hoity toity. <laughs> For Wiggy. Now he's advertising like sex toys. Yes. He's he's actually, it's like uh, black cherry or red cherry <laughs> sex toys. I don't even. Don Cherry. It, it all runs together after a while. He's got like Zip Recruiter. Yeah. Some of the ones that he's had yeah. around. And yeah. I, I don't think we're going to hear Steven Singer for a while after we <laughs> exposed Robin. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. So, so glad you clipped that. <laughs> poor Steve, poor Steven. He's going to be singing the blues for a while. Uh, okay, let's keep going. His TV show. He's getting getting commercials. He's racking up the jobs. Yeah, you know what I mean. He he might be a Jamaican. He might, he might. He might. Yeah. Well, definitely he's Jamaican, but he might. He might have a million dollars. A million. Yeah. yeah. I think a little more than that. I've seen that pizza oven. Yeah, he's got a pizza oven. He might be worth two million. <laughs> I'm Bill, you know, Jimmy was a guest on Bill Maher this week and Jimmy. Okay. So he's okay. Counting his marbles, of course, but, and Jimmy's probably not worth as much as Howard yet, but he's slowly becoming more entrepreneurial and he will eventually make more clearly because he's smarter. Uh, go ahead. Just a reminder. Don't you dare ask Wiggy what he makes no. or how much he spends on things or what his house cost or. Nope. Don't discuss his contract. How many cars he has. Don't want, don't ask anything about his money. Nope. And bring us into the next clip. Jimmy Schadenfreude. (laughs) I'm Bill. You know, Jimmy was a guest on Bill Maher this week and Jimmy said he bought a house in Idaho. I mean, it's like, well, Idaho, something like that. Well, maybe he doesn't have any money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. His second home is in Idaho. <laughs> this ties into when we covered the breakdown and he did a, a like a, he went with a Winnebago and the family went and mm-hmm. traveled the States and he went to Idaho and all these places. He clearly fell in love with the place. Right. That episode was called Svi and RV and me. Yeah. I remember that. That, that was one of my favorite photoshops that you made because uh, Adam Levine is like trapped in the RV. Jimmy has a family and he wants to see the country and travel around. He yeah. can't be seen on private jets or planes because that'll take away his his everyman kind of um, reputation that he's got. Yeah. So Jimmy Jimmy has like a Q rating or a likability that most people seem to get and yeah. put up with. Yeah. So by him getting an RV and traveling to Idaho and having a second home out there, which is probably gorgeous. Yeah. If you're not out there in the middle of the dead of winter yeah it's probably beautiful and he's a fisherman so there's all kinds of stuff for him out there and yeah i just think that wiggy doesn't understand the idea of family and he's he's just looking for any reason possible to shit on jimmy 
Yeah, and Jimmy's he's in a clearly an extreme extrovert. He loves being out there. He loves doing stuff. And clearly the trip meant something right. to him. And he likes seeing he doesn't mind driving around. I'm sure there's a lot of people in show business who are very down to earth and uh, don't require, you know, uh pre like a lot of thought. You have your work clothes, you have your casual clothes. And in Wiggy's case, I don't know what the what the difference is. He's always dressed like he's going to a like some gay biker funeral. Uh and then <laughs> And uh, like 21, 21 third leg salute. I don't know. It, it's, it's, um, he, and, and I don't, I, I, I think Jimmy is a bit of a, a bullshit artist himself. Like, you know, it's all, he's, he likes to play the Hollywood game and I, I wouldn't be, I would be no good at that. I would call people, I would just call people assholes if I didn't like them or whatever. <laughs> and I would, right. you know, I would just have my circle of whatever. I'd still have the friends I grew up with. I could not. And I believe he might be a little of like that. But uh, at the same time, I can't take him seriously while he still puts wig on this fucking pedestal. Just cannot. Yeah. I think any person who still has some humanity or soul left in them that works out in Hollywood or Los Angeles has got to want to get away from that town, those types of people, and put themselves out in the middle of nowhere. Yep. Put themselves out with just their family. Reconnect. Spend time with your wife and your kids. I mean, you've got the internet. You've got your phone, your computer, but like, just get away from all the fakeness and, and mm-hmm. everything Hollywood. Well, I'm going to use an example, Joe Esterhaas, the uh, screenwriter for, you know, Showgirls and Basic mm-hmm. Instinct and stuff. And in his, in his, one of his books, I think it was Hollywood Animal. I'm pretty sure that was the one great book, by the way. He talks about moving to Cleveland with his new wife and their, whatever kids are, <laughs> their four boys, their barbarians, he calls them. And he said, I loved, you know, <laughs> the first thing I think of is Scott, the engineer going, hello, Cleveland <laughs> and uh, go Cavaliers. So, um, <laughs> But I, he just said, I wanted, I didn't want them. I loved the place. I hated, I loved their history. I loved the baseball aspect of it. And I hated, I didn't want to bring my kids up in fucking LA. I just didn't and have them be spoiled, rich assholes, kids, which they may end up being in Cleveland too, but you're not going to have the same upbringing as you would be in, in that fucking Disney world, um, Disneyland out, in, out West. So I hear oh, you for sure. man. oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say for sure you and I would be kicked out of that town in like under 24 hours. The minute we gave our opinion on something, they'd yeah. be like, get these assholes out of here. We can't handle that. We don't want the truth. The minute we lit up, that'd be the problem. <laughs> <laughs> There's a great scene in the film uh, One Night Stand where uh, Wesley Snipes and Nastasha Kinski are at a bar in uh, in New York, and they but they're from L.A. Like They happen to be in New York for the the weekend or something and they asked the guy can we smoke here and they go he goes are you guys from la (laughs) 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 and uh, it was kind of funny and they acted like no of course not um so let's keep going and for a little bit of money in idaho no it says here on the internet jimmy's worth 50 million wow i could see that do they know what they're talking about i mean well you think that's too high (laughs) <laughs> I think no I Jimmy, think you know Jimmy's got the club in Vegas yeah there you go he's got restaurants you're just talking <laughs> about his showbiz jobs he's got other jobs oh yeah and then I was talking about hydro you know how Beth we were looking we took decided to take a little break briefly just to get into the nuts and bolts of what we were looking towards uh, Jimmy Kimmel's 
his entrepreneurial skills. And it looks like Jimmy has actually been not only, we know he's, he started off in radio. He started, and he's from Vegas originally. So he has a comedy club in Vegas that I don't know how old is, but we saw the pictures. I'll post some. The place looks great. It looks like an old style. It looks like a proper comedy club that when the boys ran the business and, um, and Brad Garrett also has a room down there. And these guys are really all about comedy. They love old comedy. And, um, at any rate, it's closed now, obviously, because of COVID, and he can afford to close it, I'm sure. But uh, we uh, we did some a little bit of a dive, and Raven uh, wants to read what she found. All right, so Jimmy's been a busy beaver. He has the New York Rangers goalie, Hendrick Lundquist, and a former NBA player, Kenny the Jet Smith, and they've launched a new private equity fund called Title Card Capital. Mm-hmm. I find this uh, very interesting because it's one thing to put up a restaurant or a club or sponsor a hotel with your name or have rooms dedicated to you or a floor. But to have an investment fund, that's a whole nother realm. And I think maybe there's some passive aggressiveness going on with Wiggy because I'm sure he's counting all his marbles privately. Yep. And he's just not mentioning some of them. So we had to do our own sleuthing and this is what we got. I'm sure there might be more. But this just really struck me as, wow, okay, Jimmy is taking it to another level. Completely. Because we know hedge fund and Wall Street is just, that's a whole other realm besides Hollywood. That's right. And he wants to be like Merv Griffin, who Merv Griffin was, whatever you think of him, was like a genius sort of businessman. And um, he like he was honestly like one of the richest guys in the business in terms of what he was doing behind the scenes. And, um, he is smartly, I think Kimmel trying to diversify and get into stuff so that he doesn't have to rely on a fucking show. Wigs One Twelve productions did son of the beach and that's it. That's it. Wig has no fingers in anything. He has no investment. What basically Kimmel's doing is attempting something upon which he could fail. Wig has never done that. Never. Son of the Beach was, you know, FX putting up the money. So, you know, like supposedly uh, Howard had a stake in that, whatever. But ultimately it came to nothing. And I know he he just told you about how he doesn't gamble. He doesn't want to lose money. He certainly doesn't want to risk money on a Howard Stern, Stern the High School Years or Porky's remake and all this horse shit if he has to front the money. Yeah. Well, Jimmy's got a lot of friends out in Hollywood with deep deep pockets big time so it makes sense that he could afford to bring on certain people even athletes which athletes are not known for holding on to their money so this is kind of a really interesting thing but Hendrick Lundquist he's a well-known NHL player Bob D I'm sure you'd have an opinion (laughs) on him yeah but it's just uh yeah go Jimmy let's let's see what you got Um, right and he's got so he's got, he just started a product another production company a few years ago, and so he's got two production companies as opposed to Wiggy's one mothballed. Mm-hmm. You know he's probably get he'll get more use out of the Jackie Pup Cup up than his production company in the next little while. But we just got a nice post from Bob Sisifo or Sisofo. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing Sisifo. that Bob Sisifo. I thought so. Um, and so he wrote, typed in the um, in our Facebook group. Just got 
from a very good, I think he meant just heard from a very good source within Sirius XM that the new Howard's contract is absolutely a major reason why multiple shows were canceled or given very low ball offers. I joined Patreon to listen to Covino and Rich. It was lowbrow humor, but they're my age and I find them funny. And they were recently not re-signed. Five bucks a month for four shows four days a week that are fun and funny is a no-brainer for me. Howard sucked up all the funds and young, good, younger, energetic talent gets its boots. Uh, I'm so frustrated with S- Sirius XM and they will not be getting any more of my money after f- 15 years. Well, good on you, Bob. We'll take your money. Thanks, Bob. <laughs> and so, yeah, if, if, go ahead. Well, Cavino and Rich aren't the only victims of yeah. Wiggy's new contract. I mean, Jenny McCarthy, Jenny McCarthy Jason uh, Ellis. Yes, I was just going to bring them up. Uh, I think we can put Shuli in that bucket. I'd say so. Um, if you want to call him talent. <laughs> well, it, he was getting squeezed out. Yeah. He was going to get half the pay with no benefits for is, pretty much is, the same amount of work. What about uh, Bennington? Is he still on? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'd that's a good. That. That'd be a good but question. Yeah. It um, it's probably more people on Sirius that we don't know, and then they're giving money to Tom Morello probably yeah. because he's got like three channels, and his face is all over the app. As soon as you like go to just the general front page to pick a channel because i've been surfing around other channels while he's on vacation this week and it's amazing like tom morello is everywhere wow so he um he's do you think he's the new king of all media (laughs) no i still stand by dave portnoy okay that's just me well no but either way but it sounds does do you do you think it's like okay so howard getting tom morello for an interview which we'll eventually cover guys um do you think it's Again, him trying to latch on to someone else's tit to get more relevancy. That's that's pretty much all his interviews have been for the last fucking 15 years, obviously. But uh, more recently, do you think that was Tom Morello wanting to promote, wanting to go on? Because he he gave, he never fucking did anything for Howard ever like that I recall. That I recall. Mm-hmm. And or is it just more like serious telling these two guys, look, you got to have an interview just for the fuck of it. Do it. Whatever. I'm pretty sure it was mandated by Sirius that these yeah. two had to come together. Okay. It had to be a cross promotion for yeah. both of them. And Wiggy's been courting him for months now. He's mentioned this. This has been building up ever since they made the deal with Tom. Wiggy yes. has been constantly like, I listen to Lithium and I hear Tom Morello talking about this and that. So this is all part of the big plan. I think, okay. um, I do think that they like Tom because he has a much uh, a, a better face yeah. than Wiggy. <laughs> that, okay? that wouldn't, Let's wouldn't just be say hard. he's going to bring in more views because yeah. he's he's easier on the eyes. All right, <sighs> he's fifty some, but yeah. he looks good. He's he's definitely accomplished a lot in life, and sure. he even provided his own resume. <laughs> Yeah. During the interview, because Howard was too lazy and his staff was too lazy yeah. to research all the people that he collabed with. And was it, I was found it, it kind of was, amazing. Was it laziness or just jealousy and not wanting to bring them up? Because, okay, you know, if you bring yeah. them up, now you go to admit that that happened as opposed to if he brings it up. Well, it's organic. Like we we tried not to bring it up because it'll make us look bad. But he ended up having to doing it because he could. And Wig would have preferred he didn't. And in fact, if he could, probably would have edited that out because it makes him seem like more of a schmuck. It has to eat up Wiggy inside that oh, yes. Tom is relevant and he crosses all kinds of cultures with his music, all age groups. Right. You, you'll see when we get to that in like 
a couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> till, till, <laughs> till you guys get to hear it, but yeah. we've heard it. And like I said, this stuff's evergreen. So I'm sorry we're a month behind, but we have personal lives. And Wiggy was nonstop in February. He did like 12 shows and yes. he even did a, a makeup show for last year because he tried to screw them over on a, on a minus one show. So yeah. And we'll be getting to that we'll, too. And we'll cover that too. Yeah. Next kip, uh, picture, necessary clip rather is why is Kimmel in Idaho? Oh, you know how Beth loves uh, working out on the hydro machine. It's like a yeah. rowing machine, the Peloton of rowing machines. Um, Jimmy goes, Oh, I own that. I go, you own, own what? What, what do you own? He goes, Oh yeah, I own hydro. Um, okay. So he, does I have to, I'd have to look this up. Is it, that that means he owns the company. He probably has shares in the company. Yeah, yeah. just like wow. Kevin Hart owns part of Tommy John. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. now you're starting to see all the connections of yep. people that are related to the show, and they're cross promoting their products or Wiggy and Beef or hmm. using them as their own too. Okay. And Jason, remember Nutrisystem? Yep. Jason Kaplan is using Nutrisystem, and we'll cover that too. Total, total plug. It used to be the old days. It was the, the Bally weight loss, you know, contest, which were always kind of fun, uh, mm-hmm. especially when Artie would eat through them and <laughs> tell <laughs> story. Otherwise, <I'll always laughs> John <laughs> decided he, he'd go into a McDonald's just to fuck with Artie, order all this stuff, and then cancel it. And once Artie got up there, he's like, "I'll oh, give me a fucking quarter pounder." <laughs> That's great. Fun, fun fact, already gained two pounds or three yeah. pounds during a weight loss challenge. <laughs> that, was so, that was so good. <laughs> I love him. Yeah. My God. Yeah. He, he's like a, he's like a Kevin he's Hart He's like type. Kevin Hart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying. He, he's, he's like, he's like Mr. Showbiz over there. He's running the world. Yeah. I'm like, Jimmy, Jimmy might quietly be racking up millions of dollars. <laughs> but then he bought a house in Idaho. It just doesn't well, all fit I don't together. know what that's about. It's just like, a, what, a second or third home, most likely. I mean, a guy like Jim yeah. Jimmy, if you've got money, you get one on either coast, and you get one somewhere else the same way a lot of people do. Like Angelina Jolie has a, a, a fucking estate on Mykonos which I'm sure was not fucking cheap when she was still with Brad Pitt. Um, and I'm sure she's got a place in LA and New York or wherever the fuck. So, yep. And it, a chateau in France. Uh, I forgot well, they about, used to. I, I, I forgot about the chateau. I forgot the... Chateau. J'ai, j'avais oublié le chateau en France. So, yeah. So, at the end of the day, um, Kimmel's doing what most people in Hollywood do. They get they have all kinds of equity in different properties. Bob Hope, by but a lot of people don't know, was a fucking genius in real estate, and he owned at some point like all of California and sold off. Like he had his wow. money in real estate. He was well, he's a notorious cheapskate, but he owned. He put his money in real estate in California and made fucking bank, serious bank. And he was always working too. So, um, yeah, he was like the Ed McMahon of his day. His day. Yep. <laughs> and and look where that got him. Look where he is now. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Can't take it with you. Sorry. No, you, no, you can't. Next clip is called Jenny McCarthy Fairy Tale, and I do mean fairy. <laughs> hey, hey, you say you say Jenny McCarthy, and you know if you, if if she is to be believed, I could have had sexual intercourse with her. She offered it to me. Bullshit. Now that you mention it, that was a pretty big highlight in my life. I think there was a time when Jenny <laughs> Jenny McCarthy would have fucked a shag rug if it could have got her head in the business. She was very <laughs> career-minded from the onset. There would make no mistake about it. Go ahead. Jenny knew how to play the game, and she would flirt with anybody to get anywhere. Totally. Plus, 
who knows what she was coming off of the night before when she got interviewed, some X, some Coke, yep. Yep. and just always a very like freewheeling, fun kind of girl until she got married and that yep. ended. But yeah, poor Jenny. Jenny's getting sexualized post-mortem here yeah. after she's been kicked off the, sh- the, the serious satellite serious. radio, yep. lost her show, and now he's going to shit on her even more by saying about all the stuff he could have done to her. Right. So for those uh, th- those are listeners who don't know, Jenny was way back in the day, like in the mid nineties. Uh, was in details. She was in GQ. She did all kinds of editorials, and she was being, you know, she was in Playboy. She was in all kinds of stuff. She had her finger in so many different pies over the years. And you're right. As she started getting married, uh, I think was she was she married to Jim Carrey? Yeah, they were married. Yeah, and that's okay. So she had the son. She had the son that he didn't adopt, but he was the sort of de facto stepfather during that time and um or i don't know if he officially adopted the kid i have no idea but probably not knowing jim carrey uh according to the uh the gossip mags but she was she was everywhere so and i heard her serious show some of it it wasn't actually too bad i have to give it no. to her. i have to give her credit yeah i i could listen to her uh if i had like 30 minutes in the car i was driving i'd just to check it out, you know, yeah. I gotta know what I'm talking about. And I just looked it up. So Jenny and Jim Carrey were together for five years. Yeah. Uh, they never planned to get married, but I think when she got into all the anti-vaxxer stuff, that's when he jumped off that ship and yeah. just kind of went his own direction. But yeah, Jenny always entertained me. She also had a show on MTV called Singled Out. It was like a dating show. Mm-hmm. where there'd be three girls behind a screen and one guy asking them questions. So she was able to interact with people on a pretty good level there. And her talent is, eh, you know, it, it's better than most, but it's nothing to brag about. I mean, yeah, she made her bones and, and now she's got to find another way. She was on The View for a while. Yes, I believe she so. She had a short, a short stint there until they couldn't stand her and she had to move on. <laughs> I imagine she must be a, like a really pain in the ass. I, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying, uh, she wouldn't be like Joy Behar in that respect, but, uh, I, I imagine a lot comes with the dinner when you're dealing with Jenny and even if she gives a hall of fame blowjob, she might not be worth keeping. <laughs> uh, so let's keep going. Didn't she Robin? Didn't she come yes, on the yes, air and yes. say she that said if you were single, yeah, she'd fuck uh, you. and she, she was single. Out. Yeah. That would definitely, uh, happen. She tried to make that happen. Yeah, that drives me crazy because I believe that would have been some experience, you know? I mean, <laughs> well, listening I do to believe. her now with her current husband. Listen to me. Welcome to Fantasy Island. <laughs> <laughs> Rich Corinthian leather. Uh, so here's, here's the thing, guys. is She was, now I'm thinking about the analogy, she kind of was the Marilyn Monroe in, in, in that way as well because Marilyn was famous for sleeping with execs uh, movie stars, whoever she gave it to anybody. Cause she was just like, she hated herself and she had such a horrible upbringing, but she played the game. Like when she wanted to, she just sleep with whoever the fuck she wanted to get a gig. And she had some acting talent for sure. But I mean, the fact is she was Maryland. So she had the world on, she wasn't afraid to use her sexuality to get what she wanted. And she certainly did with Sinatra, with the Kennedys, all of the Kennedys, as far as I know. So Jenny was kind of the same way. Right. Agreed. Yeah. Yep, let's keep going. Yeah, she seems very sexual when she, you know, she. I picture she really likes running around naked and doing crazy shit. Now I, I can think be, she you know, likes the whole thing: dressing up, yeah. role playing, 
I think she yeah. gets into everything. And the, you know, the the 15-year-old the Howard Stern that lives inside of me goes, how did you miss out on this? <laughs> because you're gay. Because <laughs> you're an ogre. You know. <laughs> yeah. How did you miss out on it? Because she found someone hotter with more money <laughs> and actual talent. <laughs> It's like Chris Farley going, when he he broke up with his girlfriend, or his girlfriend dumped him for Steve Martin, and he goes, uh, well, you know what, she might have found somebody richer than me, but she's never going to find anybody funnier than me. Oh. <laughs> Poor Chris. Uh, this could have happened. Now, listen, it's very easy for someone to say, you know, if you weren't married and I wasn't married, uh, we'd be having sex. That, that's easy, because uh, we, nothing's going to happen. We know. But what would it have been like to to have sex with this woman? I can't even imagine. It has to be great. She even likes, I think, you know. Okay, let's cut off. That's, I don't think probably, <laughs> I don't think we missed any kind of wisdom there. But nope. uh, I love that dead air in between. Like, that, that would have been, maybe that would have been amazing, theoretically, if I could get hard for pussy. Uh, you know, that's <laughs> pretty much what I was hearing anyway. Um, this is going to, next clip is called More Grossness with Jenny McCarthy. come walking in and she always come over and say hi with that friendly hello and i i would say i would be with down there with brandano and i go man i'd love to fuck the shit out of her man <laughs> just one day with her one fucking day one day oh. one day that's it you know what and you know what's with her too she's one of those super hot chicks that makes you believe that she could be into you. She's so friendly and sweet. And <laughs> she's like grifter. <laughs> <laughs> this is a compliment. Hope you're listening, Jenny. We love you she's on some level. She's some fake ass bitch. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Right. Right. But you start to and believe like, matter. Hey, yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Even though no one else, even though no one else wants to fuck me, maybe she's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she's into goblin porn. She would you want know. to, right? That's it. <laughs> Just picture the stone statues and that big building in uh, Ghostbusters, the first Ghostbusters. <laughs> Jenny McCarthy on top of them. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's that's the end of uh, Adonis, uh, Adonis Stern talking about Jenny McCarthy, I believe. This next clip is called Wig in Love with Hunter Schaefer. For those of you who don't know, and I certainly didn't, uh, and there was, uh, <laughs> I keep wondering, why does Howard know about Hunter Schaefer? And what's the, <laughs> let's get a drum roll. Why does he know her? It says here, and Forbes.com, on the, uh, it was a top, like it was a Forbes list in the, uh, acting entertainment Hollywood shit uh, profile. It says Hunter Schaefer is a proudly tra transgender woman. Schaefer got her start as a model for the likes of Dior and Marc Jacobs. No mean feat. She made her acting debut uh, this year with a lead role on HBO's Euphoria. I haven't seen it and looks like a cute girl, but it's a uh, transgender. And again, I don't understand the fascination. For this is an un, 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 abnormal, unnatural fascination with all things trans. Someone else right. smarter than me could connect the dots and call him, uh, you know, whatever you want to say. But I, I, this is not normal for anybody straight, like this fixation on it. It's not natural. I think it goes back to the 2013 summit video yeah. that Wig Tardo did. And he said, we want Lana Wachowski. Yeah. Who made the Matrix movies. And she was a transgender at the time. Yes. So ever since then, he, you know, we had Siobhan, Siobhan, 
and we've had Jazz as of late, and now we've had Hunter Schaefer mentioned only on one show. It's not like he goes on and on about her like right. he does with the I Am Jazz show on TLC. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So there's something deep down in him that just has this huge fascination with the trans I've got I've got phenomenon. audio of, I've got audio of him and Casey and Ralph talking about how they watched tranny porn together. I've never watched porn with another guy except when I was 11 and didn't know what it was and my buddy said you want to see my dad's porn collection. I I didn't even know what it was. I didn't even know it as a word what it was. Right. And um and when he turned on the video it looked like open heart surgery, but at any rate, um <laughs> It's like old Italian dubbed porn. There's nothing better. VHS. Just peel the fucking tape out of the box. But at any rate, um, before that also, during the first year of Sirius, he had Martine Rothblatt, who was the ex-CEO yes. of Sirius and went, you know, changed genders. So he's always had this fixation on it and he's dressed in, you know, drag all his year, all his life. There's no doubt in my mind that if he's not gay, he wants to change genders. Absolutely. I mean, he's gone as far as imagining him and Beth, if they had a transgender, or if they had a kid, they would want Jazz as their kid, which there we'll you. play in an upcoming episode. So yeah. there's a ton of examples, and this was just another one I wanted to pull just to support my case yep. that something is up in uh, Skeletonville, and <laughs> we need to investigate and just record, document <laughs> All of this, because whether or not people like it, it's what yeah. we're given. That's right. This is what my subscription gives to me. So this is what I have to give back to people, whether they like it or not. And I can't really apologize for it. I'm just trying to capture as best I can. So <laughs> she's the roving. Sorry, not she's sorry. The, she's the roving reporter for all things trans and Howard fascinated <laughs> with, you know, gay stuff. Uh, the other thing is guys, and I, and I, I totally recommend this because like, some people are going, you know, they're still getting at the odd thing on YouTube. Oh, I couldn't make it through the Bob interview or couldn't make it through the, or the Jackie interviews. Like guys do us a huge favor. Listen to the whole thing. And afterwards, please tell us if you didn't like something. I have no problem with people, uh, saying that they didn't like uh, something for some certain reason that they, they didn't find something interesting or it's not a that's fine we have people that prefer the reshinning episodes we have people who love the uh the rob the deep dives the robin foundation 15 foundation and we're going to get back to that we just in february had like a three-week period where we couldn't record so we're a little hence why we're trying to get caught up here um but uh, just do us the do us the favor of listening to the whole thing and then determining what you thought of it don't just <laughs> judge us on 20 minutes of gay wilding talk and ralph and scat shit which you know, they're putting it out. Sirius is paying for this. <laughs> and okay. so you guys know, in the upcoming shows, there's a lot more interviews yeah. that we're going to dive into with Drew Barrymore, the Foo Fighters, yep. Arsenio. Yep. Um, Tom Morello. Oh, yeah. Tom Morello. Yep. So. Uh, I forgot about the Drew one, actually. That one, I can't wait to cut that one up. Wig in love with Hunter Schaefer. Here we go. You know who is, when you said who do you think of immediately, she is fucking stunning. I, I stared her face because she's just perfect. Amy I Robot. know who you're going to say, Hunter Schaefer. <laughs> Why does he know what you're going to say? Well, because they've mm -hmm. talked about it. They, they know about it. They're probably jerked off to it. I was just going to say that. <laughs> you know what, man? <laughs> Beth thinks I'm leaving her for Hunter Schaefer. I follow Hunter Schaefer who on is Instagram. Hunter Schaefer? Hunter Schaefer is trans. And she's on um, the TV show. And she still has balls and penis, by the way. <laughs> and, oh, I, so is that trans? Trans? Uh, how does that work? Uh, Transsexual? Transgender? 
I'm so lost. (laughs) To me, if you still have all those parts, you're just cross-dressing. You're cross-dressing. Yeah, exactly. It's not a total trans, but if you're going through the hormones and you're scheduling surgery and that's what you're preparing yourself for, I guess you're pre-trans or... uh, In, ut- in utero trans. <laughs> you got your learner's permit. <laughs> okay, so let's keep going. Um, the other day, oh like I was talking about Hunter Schaefer, and um, and and Beth goes, "You're in love with Hunter Schaefer." I said, <laughs> "That's right, I am in love with Hunter Schaefer." She goes, "Yeah, well, what are you gonna do with Hunter Schaefer?" I go, "I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure. Jerk not sure how that works." But uh, I go, I don't know. I don't know what's doing down there. Where do you watch Hunter Schaefer? When Beth asks him what he's going to do with Hunter Schaefer, he's going to watch Ralph and Hunter Schaefer (laughs) roll around in his bed. And he's going to take pictures. He's going to ask questions. He's going to put a finger in here and there. He's going to probably work himself into a, a tizzy. Yeah. And, you know, shoot some dust particles. <laughs> yeah. And uh, whole in, the ass- cor- in the corner of the room, like a true cuck. Yeah. And a lot of whole assholes will be hanging out, according to, you know, like <laughs> a, I know exactly. I just, <laughs> you ever make yourself throw up? <laughs> We're doing it right now. So uh, 112 days a year, I do that. Thank you. Right. I mean, uh, with wig in there, it'll look like the fucking escape, like the, uh, survivor footage of, uh, of Treblinka. But I mean, what would the, the, the worst part of the whole thing is, and I'm not trying to mock the Holocaust guys. Don't get off your fucking high horse. If you want to throw that at me. Um, it, it, again, Bob D eventually we're going to go into this. If it's going to be a whole series because there's just reams of audio footage of him wanting deviant shit like he, him and more recently. And he said the, 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 it's the rabbit hole is just going deeper and deeper towards China at this point. He's halfway through the earth in terms of how, how depraved he's getting. And this is clearly all st- like boss mandated. He wants what he wants on the show. It's no one else dictating. Now, Marcy Turk is not saying let's get Hunter Schaefer on the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's an endless vortex of like piss, <laughs> shit, panty sniffing, Ropey loads. It's um, like gay, imagining it's like gay, you're imagining building a vagina, turning your penis inside out. Yeah. Like there's so much that like it's hard to capture all of it. And I try to get the most shocking stuff or the stuff that he harps on the most to give the best summary. But yeah. Yeah, it's it's it's, a, it's an infinite vortex of degeneracy. That is oh, yes. the best way I could describe it. Oh yeah. It's gay Mario Kart. Uh, so let's keep going with, um, that we're going into the ninth now, guys, believe it or not, we got through a day, two hours, took us two hours, but we did it. Oh, this Robin, will be quick. Yeah. There's only five clips for this. So Robin blows up is the first one, I believe. And when you're, uh, raising your children and everybody is included in this, there are things they tell their children that they should not do, that they're wrong. They don't work. And yet, what I see adults doing is childish things. <laughs> so pot and kettle. I'm not, like, I, I don't even care about the context at this point in time. <laughs> yeah, this had to be you thinking of her book, clipping this. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. how she's never raised a child in her life. Never. The one girl she adopted, she 
not through adopt, to the not side. Adopt, not adopted. Uh, she was uh, a big sister. Big for sister. Him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And she didn't even complete the year. She kicked her to the curb in no time because she got big, fed up with that shit. Yeah, because um, the, because the kid was honest and said, "You talk too much." <laughs> 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 Can we speak your name, Leah? <laughs> I really miss the days when Robin used to do stories about bad things happening to children, and they'd play the Jackie laugh. Yeah, because that was the that was back in the day when we still appreciated the show for what it was. Oh, totally. And it it just showed shown through Robin's like pretty much hatred of children. Yeah, and reading every possible bad story of anything that ever happened to a child being thrown out a window or yep. just tortured <laughs> in any way. And my, then you'd hear that Jackie laugh and it was just like, Oh my God. My favorite was when they would address it and you go, Robin, it's amazing how you always have this negative, awful child story. And then you follow it up with something really cheerful. <laughs> <laughs> so for the days. You tell your children is you're not old enough to act like a child yet. So wait till you get older, and then you can be a total fucking idiot and stamp around and have temper tantrums anytime you want. Hey, Kyle, you're on the air. What's up? Wow. That is, mm. that is, she just described herself yeah. in, 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 in a nutshell. Um, and it's, I found it a little disappointing that we couldn't really delve more into the Jackie interview with this because she clearly was a menace. And I, I did have this question meant for Jackie and like, was it true? She was completely unmanageable and he was on the air. He was on, on air as saying she was nuts. Like we, we lost, we couldn't keep track of all the interns she lost and all the people that fucking ran mm-hmm. in fear of her. And he's just so unwilling. He was so, he would have been unwilling to talk about, he would have said, ah, that was ancient history. Well, so was your job, asshole. Let's mm-hmm. go into it. And I'm not saying that I hate Jackie. I'm just saying like, dude, come on. Like you said it, we've got audio of it and, uh, you can't hide behind, oh, it was a joke and oh, it was this. You were the only reason people bought it and made the show successful is because we did believe it and it was yeah. true. It, everything just proves it like later on. Well, that's the thing. Like they had so many fights, like where she ignored him for months and Great that clip. was a recent thing that was up on YouTube was Howard told Robin to take it easy on Jackie when he came back after a contract negotiation. Yep. And so her idea of taking it easy on Jackie was not talking to him for like three months. Yes. And then they had to bring it up on air and it was a whole thing. And she just was like over overly pontificating, overly haughty and just trying to make Jackie look bad and Howard look bad. But she came off looking the worst. Yeah. So and not it's only another that, example. And she, Jackie's not the only person she did it to. She did it to Howard early in their career when he said something that she believed perceived, according to her book, that she perceived as anti-woman or anti-black or whatever. And she decided for a month she wouldn't talk to him off the air. And uh, then he had to address it. And of course he would because she's so, she does that thing where she looks at the screen or she looks, in the old days she looks at her papers, looks away, right. goes, look away. And that was clearly someone just uh, passive aggressive, really fearful of actual confrontation uh, where she actually gets called on it. So this next one is called, and it's a caller based clip, escalation, devaluation, overtake, then hang up. <laughs> That's where I draw the line. You can say whatever you want in America. Yeah, Nobody's stopping you. That, dude. You're totally selective in saying that. I'm not How selective. So? You're picking and choosing where, where you follow that. How? Where, okay, give me an example of when I did that. 
I'm a broadcaster. Right, I can't I'm get sure on the gonna, air and do I'm, that. I'm sure you're going to jump all over this. But why haven't you, uh, you know, just for an example, the Russia collusion thing. Okay. That's, that's something that fundamentally tried to shift an election. This is a caller named Wes from Kentucky. And he was attacking Wiggy for his liberalism yeah. and for his taking uh, a stance and supporting Hillary. Hillary Clinton. And this guy is challenging him on his views. So just keep listening. And remember, it's escalation, devaluation, overtake, hang up. <laughs> was created by your hero, or at least that seems to be how you portray her. And you haven't said shit about it. And she still has a voice on Twitter. If but you can prove media, that anyone said the outrage there, man. I, first of all, don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. That's number one. Yeah, there's a, a few facts. Howard hasn't done oh, on, anything about the oh, Russia collusion the thing. Russia collu so he needs the he needs the parrot. He feigns ignorance, okay, which is always his defense. Ralph does the exact same thing during the "I stole money." Like what? I don't remember all this bullshit. You know, like trying to doing your best to evade a clear point that the 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 queer like a very direct question. Yep. It's going to be two against one now. Oh, yeah. And the volume on the caller is gradually going to drop and drop and drop. Yep, absolutely. The Russian collusion thing. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. And also, guys, for a perfect illustration of the old days, how it would work, think of the last time before Dice came back on Sirius, the last time he was on the air fighting with them, and his voice just gets potted down and down and down. He's actually winning, but you can't hear him. And then he, it's like, Okay, that's how you fight by screaming at someone and taking away their microphone. I think Stuttering John addressed it as well. He says when he was doing um, uh, uh, "I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here," and he called in and he got berated. And he's like, "You're at such a fucking disadvantage because they control the volume and they'll make you sound like shit and look, you know, look even worse, etc." Oh wow! You tell me you what's going on with that. Russia? Who's colluding with Russia? We heard the FBI say <laughs> there was Russian interference. In that the 2016 election. That is not collusion, Robin. All right, Wes, listen to me. Tomorrow's show is going to be devoted. Are you shifting off the subject? I, no, no, I'm going right to it. Tomorrow's not, show will be all about how you drink the piss of young baby boys. <laughs> okay, I like how his mind goes straight to that. <laughs> Go ahead. It's just a total derailment. He's putting it off till tomorrow, which we know it's never going to be happen. readdressed. Yeah. And it's just another way to talk this guy in circles because yep. he thinks that he's from Kentucky and any minute now, I'm pretty sure you can cue Fred with the hillbilly music that they usually play the banjo and stuff. Or I can't remember plucking. if they play it here, <laughs> but Oh, we haven't heard the chicken one, but we hear a lot of the banjo now. Of course. It's the new chicken. So right. see what they do. Wes, you're an intellectual genius. I tried to explain <laughs> my views on First Amendment to you. I'm hearing a lot of lisping now. I'm trying to explain my views. Uh, he, sounds, he sounds like more like <laughs> Ralph. I think he got his teeth to, to made to sound exactly like him in mean, reverse Liberace. Versus responsible speech. You are well, explain, belligerent. Explain what I brought you back argue. To you. I have no idea what the fuck you're saying. I told you you're a moron. You're from Kentucky. You're a, you're a dumb fuck. Well, this is, is why the country can't get to. Wig is proof that you don't have to be from the flyover states to be an idiot. You can be an idiot anywhere you want. <laughs>
<laughs> you can be an idiot in Long Island. Go ahead. Well, this is how, if you're a 79, how to win an argument. This is get your own show, yep. pot down the listener, and have someone to play sound effects and a parrot on your back. So it took three people yep. plus sound effects oh, yeah. to defeat a real caller for once. Totally. Together, because exactly. we've this name-calling yeah, kind of thing. Exactly. And, and don't and call me, because I'm, if you disagree with me, I'm going to call you names. So don't call <laughs> me. Please, stay off my line, you fucking asshole. Good Lord. You know what? I have determined... <laughs> <laughs> that was worse than shadowboxing Andy Dick. Welcome to the Howard Stern Show, ladies and gentlemen. Right, and the next clip, it just goes right into that. Never argue with the 79. Oh, nice. What do you think? I'm, I, I, what if I tell everyone in Kentucky your name and give your address, and I talk about how you love young boy cum in your mouth, and you suck off 17 young boys every day, you and, you and the local priest? But you say that should be allowed. Okay, so let's do that. Let's, let's every day go on the air and give out your name. And What does politics have to do with fucking pedophilia? He is the king of all bad metaphors. This is why this is why I do what I do to show this, to expose, magnify everything. That's the first thing out of his mouth. Young boy oh. come. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Disparage you and you say uh, you have no problem with that. That's pretty good. You're pretty free spirit. I wouldn't like it. But well, you like the it. same, Howard, and I think you know. Oh, it's too. not the same. Oh, it's not the same as the no, guy no. going on and saying, "Hey, the voting machines are all rigged." Oh, really? Well, oh, and keep in mind, guys, we're not playing this for again. Once again, we are not a political show. If it happens to come in in a certain clip, we're addressing it, uh, not necessarily in a political way. Uh, it's not by design. I mean, it's not uh, where, we're, we're, you know, it just happens to be a caller talking about politics on his show. We're trying to play this to illustrate what he treats callers like when they're real callers calling in as opposed to the back office fluff callers and not back. You know, when we, we know what we mean when we say back office. Um, really? Okay. So back it up in court. You're comparing. You got to back it up in court. You the one got being a pedophile is the same as voting machines. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's exactly the same. Okay, it's the, you got to be prepared to. Yeah. You got to be prepared to back up your statement. You can't go around no, saying stuff. I agree with that. That's not what I'm talking about, though. I agree with. What that. are you talking about? But that's not what I'm saying. Oh, what you, this is the this is akin to the fucking hair challenge, the fifty thousand dollar. Oh, come in, I'll have my doctor right. look at it. Whatever, never happened. Why didn't it happen? Because it couldn't happen. Now, this last one is a Beetlejuice song, but no Beetle. Of course, Beetle has long been absent from the show. We've covered this extensively, and they're playing one. Um, you guys hear it for yourselves. And it just kind of highlights the the fact that he will not do it. Someone on our channel has said that he's not on TikTok, TikTok or Cameo. Is that that Nelson? That person. You know for a I, fact. I, yeah, I can verify. I checked with my teenager, and he told me that he has an Instagram account. Okay. There's no cameo. And TikTok is just people who love him so much, young people. Okay. That have made TikToks out of Beetle. I see. So if, if you go onto TikTok, just search up Beetlejuice, um, Beetlejuice TikToks, and you'll see a whole range of stuff, funny some of it's like endearing that it's just like a tribute to him and other things are just weird things like spell red L S T E R or something okay. like that. So, okay. uh, yeah, beetle hasn't been on the show in four years. Yep. He, 
has this song remix, and the song remix is Snoop Dogg, Big Freda, and Sean Paul. But it took him four years to to get all that talent and slice it together yep. with old stuff that Beatle recorded. Yep. So the song's two minutes and nine seconds long. I don't know if we have to play the whole thing, but you'll get the idea. Yeah, we'll it's, just play a little bit. It was just great to hear Beatle, but it was sad that this is the best they can do mm-hmm. with him. Beatle in the house remix. Bless them on the rain, no stress, and it's Sean Paul alongside Big Frida. Snoop Dogg. Beetlejuice, show. Oh, yeah, I can do it, dog. There's no problem with that. Representing for Beetlejuice, he in the back and his dick suck. <laughs> she got this big dick in her. Give her the juice, the Beetlejuice. That's the, what's funny is that I would I could listen to this for I don't know five hours more than yeah. I could listen to We doing anything. I could just listen to this on a loop. That's that's kind of why I screen recorded this the day mm-hmm. that it played and I posted it in our thread like five times because at first it wouldn't go through. Yeah, <laughs> and then all I found out later it just it took a long time for it to process and then we yeah. had like five clips. But okay, everybody loves Beetle. Never hear a bad thing about him ever. He is probably top two whack packers. I know there's a lot about Eric the actor and Hank, so and Hank, top yeah. three. Yeah, Those uh, and, probably are. and there's some Bigfoot love out there, but I, I'm I'm not. I, no. I don't think he, I don't think he cracks the top five for me. Crazy no. Alice, Crazy Alice was definitely up in there. To each their own, though. Yeah, you know, exactly. just just love this for what it is. It's like our little bit of respite in a haven of hell. Yep. So this is uh, all we have. How, just a just a quick thing before we play a little more of it. What? How do you feel? Actually, no. Fuck it. I'll, let me ask you after after I play a little more. Yeah. Okay, I think we, you get you're getting the flavor, guys. I don't have to break it down. My techniques, techniques twelve hundred right now. But how do you feel? How how pissed off do you think he Wiggy is that he can't get him back on? And this is like a a regular. There's a recurring thing. Like every time you mention him, oh, you know, we've tried. We, you know, that just makes him so upset that he made him sort of, but now can't get. Yeah, him. that's the thing. He found him. And he exposed, or he promoted him. Right. So he, but he, Beetle never got paid. That's right. Beetle had to make his own money. We found out from uh, Bob, that uh, Reverend Bob Levy, that he took it upon himself to make uh, photographs, headshots of Beetle, yep. and have Beetle autograph them and sell them for $20 a pop. So Beetle would get like seven hundred dollars or maybe more for a weekend, just yep. signing auto signing uh, photos. Yeah. Um, and Bob making Beetle sure lo- you know Beetle got ma- to travel. Yeah, and Bob making sure that he's not getting fucked out of money. I mean, someone someone suggested, oh, how much money was he supposed to make that he, Bob ripped off? I'm like, I don't believe for a minute Bob would rip off Beetlejuice. There's just no way because number one, that would come out. Somebody would would say like why like there'd be a snide comment somewhere like how at least i don't you know rip off a uh, the the mentally handicapped and like it, it, that's the way that show would work and it took beetle's mom taking control of him because of his health issues 
Yeah. Having him being diabetic, diabetic. or having high blood pressure. Yeah. Whatever it was, she 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 got him back home in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And now he has somebody who's reasonable who takes him around but not in like a showcasing way where they used to do it with the block parties and different things. So, yeah, I think Wiggy is furious. Yep. He is um he's got no way to get him back. That's he right. really has no no pull in the matter because it's his mom. Yeah. And thank God for his mom. I just worry that like if the mom were to pass away, like what would happen? Like is yeah. who's who's going to be his caretaker? Yeah. Who's going to be his um power of attorney for things to yeah. sign off for him on what he actually has to do in life. Well, hopefully so they've we'll set see. something up for them, you know, in that in that event. I hope so because uh, I love beat. But um the other thing is of course that um it, it, I'm trying to think of an analogy when okay, well we're going to be doing another reshinning soon in which basically again it's in one of it's another the whole theme of the reshinning is just shit on celeb, shit on celeb kiss celebs ass that's the cycle right. <laughs> like the idea that's the u-turn but in this case it's more it's not like celeb it's it's we had someone that was coming on the show was kind of a regular i guess a better analogy would be jerry seinfeld who really wasn't famous until the show would come on do the show once he started becoming famous wouldn't do the show until way later and in the interim got shit on by wiggy because he wouldn't come back and that was because right. he was pissed off clearly at all the Adam Sandler would have been the same exact thing. Like he shit on Sandler, except that he never appeared on the show. He shit on Sandler for years about his movies, not making money or this one sucks. I don't get it. And then had him on and then had to apologize, but didn't really, he just said, that was a fucking asshole. <laughs> it's not, I was out not of an my apology. Mind. Yeah. yeah, I was out of my mind. So anyway, um, uh, we're going to wrap this one up guys. And uh, we hope you've enjoyed this particular two-day February breakdown. We're going to get that out as ASAP. Much, much, muchos, muchos gracias to uh, um, uh, <laughs> to Raven Alexis, mi jefe, uh, and, uh, who did a phenomenal job and is now hooked up. Uh, on uh, She's on equal footing audio-wise with her new little interface. She's really like the Borg, her setup. And... Uh, and uh, she makes this so much easier, and I, I thank you so much, sweetie. Oh, uh, e too, jefe, Fillmore, senior <laughs> Fillmore. <laughs> I got to say that this is always a blast, even though I, you know, I'm never sure going into it what I, what people are going to like and not like. But in in the end, it's just it's the best we can do. So, thank you for everybody who's contributed, giving me clips and sending me sound bites. Uh, I think when we're done the whole February thing, I'll just read off like a 20 page, not 20 page, 20 names of people that have touched my heart in so many ways with their stories, with their knowledge and their expertise at knowing what to contribute and how to help us. You are all fantastic people and I really appreciate it. I wish I could help you out more, some of you, in what you're going through in life because I've heard some really bad stories so just, um, yeah, we come together here in love to divulge hate and let's just keep it up and, uh, hang in there guys. Hopefully yeah. things all get better for everybody, including you too, Fillmore. 
Oh, thank you, my dear. Uh, I'm sure it will. And we are going to actually record this as a part one of two, but maybe three parts over the... It's, 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 it's kind of pointless to say how many parts this is going to be because it's February and we're in March. And we'll be getting into March as well. Wiggy, uh, to, to address uh, Raven's earlier point, he her, the schedule she, he normally does for February, he totally kind of went over that. And not just because of the one day, I think he decided on making a week of it. And normally he would take that week off. Is that correct? Right. Normally he's, he takes a certain week off in February, but he yeah. didn't this year. And then he added a show. So he's also supposedly on a reduced schedule of 88 shows rather than 112 for this year, <laughs> which makes me think that we will have like no July, no August shows. Yeah. Maybe even half of June cut off. Yeah. Or all of December gone. I don't know. Yeah. I'm 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 really curious because this year has followed a pattern like no other year. Yeah. We, we're in all new territory. Yeah. Every Monday, even like Tuesdays, sometimes I check just to make sure he's not on because I I can't I I just I'm not sure what to get. What th- what to expect. I think you're going to you're right, and it's it's an anomaly. This is kind of a new it's new territory. I think what we're going to see is a lot of three week and two week holidays, and the random like one weeks gone, where it doesn't make any sense. Like Labor Day obviously makes sense. Um, you know, uh, July Fourth weekend. Who knows? Maybe that'll be another thing. Any kind of holiday you could, I guess, schedule roughly. But he doesn't want to. I think he doesn't want to take advantage of a holiday to take vacation. He wants the holiday and he wants vacation. So what we are going to see is a lot more, maybe uh, Monday, Tuesday, then nothing or no Mondays, longer weekend, Tuesday, Wednesday, that's it. And then, cause there was a Thursday show. Wasn't that the Tom Morello interview? No, uh, oh, okay. that was a Wednesday, but we, a lot of us due to the poor audio quality and the way that it was, uh, 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 the, the way that they, cut themselves like from commercials into the interview yeah. and the energy hat he had yeah. from before the interview to during the interview. It just seemed like it was pre-recorded. So yeah. I'll get into that in the future. I have a couple clips. I don't know if they're going to be able for people over this podcast to hear the audio quality, but he even went as far as to like stumble over his words and be like, well, when we tape, I mean, when we're live (laughs) with the shows. So I have that clip too. I just, it didn't fit with what we were doing here. It comes up more closer to the Tom Morello, which was like the 24th of February. Right. And we're only on the 9th of February. Yeah. Which will be on the 10th when we come back. So there is a lot of people that think myself included He's recording Monday, Tuesday, so that's a two-day week, but he's recording enough to cover three days. Yeah. So interviews that are on Wednesdays were maybe done Tuesday night, but the Foo Fighters seem to be in the morning, so I'm just not clear. They were also a Wednesday interview, but like Drew Barrymore was a Monday, and she was live on set with her show in California, so it's hit or miss. It's just... The Tom Morello interview really had a lot of glitches and the sound quality was awful. Plus his energy going in and out of the, it just so many, and and there's so many great points brought up by our people on the Facebook group that agree. There's so many things that just don't add up and we'll get into that. I think that's kind of like a big segment we could do at the end after all these clips are played. 
Sure. And so thank you guys so much. And uh, we'll see you on the next particular breakdown. And uh, this coming up, uh, actually, I'm going to promo that because it'll be over by the time you get to listen to this. Uh, I'm learning how to play with uh, Quantum now. Uh, thank you guys so much. We love you. Peace out from me and from Raven. We love you. Bye. Gay boy, rock star, friends with Allison, Oxycodone, off context, my child, through pill, social worker, CNN. Press release, Beverly Hills, love snack, diadrift. I like you a lot. Black guy at Wendy's. Going, going, come on, you're great. Linda Perry, Road Songs, Patty and Samantha, Women Give, Jessica Cincy, I'm happy. ABC, okay. ABC. Divine bass players.